The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray, Unleashed, 888-900-3393. With your calls, with your comments, uh, suggestions, questions, whatever's on your mind. Finding out uh, a little bit more, some of the stories are starting to emerge from that atrocious tragedy the other night in Las Vegas. 59 now confirmed dead and 515 injured. But we're getting a lot of stories about man's humanity to man and how total strangers were taking care of other people they just they didn't know, rushing them to the hospital, carrying them over and, and lifting them over walls and uh, people staying behind to help wheelchair-bound handicapped people. I mean, risking their own lives to make sure that others got to safety. And that's just that's what people do. And just some amazingly heart-wrenching stories. For instance, imagine you're you're a young newly married couple, married just a year, hopelessly in love. You both work really hard every day about 6 days a week just to make ends meet. And you've been looking forward to and planning an incredible date with your wife for months. You love your home in Tennessee, but this this is Vegas, a weekend in Las Vegas at the Route 91 Harvest Festival, something you've been saving for for an entire year, for your entire marriage. Big and Rich are playing, you love them, and Jason Aldean, you've always wanted to see live, uh, but you know your wife is especially a fan, she's a fanatical fan, knows every one of his songs by, uh, by heart. So you fly to Vegas, you take your rental car, you get to the Strip early in the evening. Just as the excruciating Vegas heat begins to cool down a bit, makes it a little more tolerable. And the two of you finally find a place to park six blocks away for 30 bucks. But you're there. And that's all that matters. And the two of you make your way into the venue. You're having a great time, a few drinks, a snack or two at the concession stand. Your beautiful wife is dancing to all the songs you came to hear. And you're remembering exactly what it is about her that you fell in love with in the first place. But then, just as Jason Aldean starts into another great song, you hear what you think are fireworks going off in rapid succession. And then it happens again. And then the music abruptly stops. The band scatters and rushes off the stage and then people start to hit the ground, bleeding. Now all of a sudden you're panicked. And it tears through every fiber of your being. You grab your wife and the two of you start running for the exit. But the shots keep coming. People are falling all around you. And all you can think of is... My wife. I'm not going to let whoever this is get my wife. And forgetting yourself entirely... You grab her from behind and shield her with your body between her... 
and the psychotic maniac randomly firing into a crowded concert. And then a shot rips through your back, tearing into your vital organs, and you're gone instantly. Your wife is grief-stricken, but she's alive. And that is basically the story of what happened to Tennessee couple Sonny and Heather Melton. Heather says that Sonny gave his life for hers, and while she wants everybody to know what a good and loving husband and what a good man he was, she's so grief-stricken she can barely breathe. And that's the case with 58 other families. After the gunman opened fire at the music festival, uh, the casualty number would have been a lot higher had it not been for some brave people who helped first responders tend to the wounded. A lot, of, a lot more people would not be around today. Lindsay Lee was attending the concert with her fiancé, and she told Fox 13 in Vegas that a man approached her vehicle asking her to take people to the hospital. Right now, we need your truck, he said. We just need to get people to the hospital. She and her fiancé immediately said okay and made their truck into a makeshift ambulance to transport the wounded victims. Carly Krager spoke to CNN, shared how she was able to use her own body to shield her young daughter from the gunshots. I put the baby on the ground and I got on top of her. When we heard a little break, we, we ran to the bleachers and that were just behind us. And I tried to tuck her as close as I could to the end so that she was as protected as possible. Russell Black, who had been in Jason Aldean's VIP tent during the show, uh, talked about what he saw. I saw guys plugging bullet holes with their fingers. Said there was a lot of ex-military personnel there who rushed in to help and were administering aid to people and keeping them alive, tending to the wounded. It's like a mash unit there. And just people helping people. Nobody said, hey, what's your political affiliation? Are you conservative? Are you a, tr are you a Trump supporter? People just helped. Because... They care about other people because they're all Americans and they're all human beings. And that's what we do. And that's what we do every single time. And while we're doing that, the Hillary Clintons of the world continue to politicize this event, uh, continue to yell and scream and point the finger at the NRA and Republicans in general and are using this as a political football to kick all over the field. I mean, before the people, before people have even gotten out of the hospital, we're dealing with this. And we got all these late night comedians saying, oh, they're saying it's not the time for this. When is the time? This is exactly the time. No, it's not. No, the time when you're most emotional, when you're at your heightened sense of emotion, that's not the time to make good, clean clear-headed decisions about uh, about the second amendment but that's that's the time the democrats always insist we get something done right now when our feelings are at their most raw now make these decisions get rid of these guns let's not pay attention to any of the people doing these things don't worry about the people and their mental health. 
their state of mind, or what's behind whatever they're doing. Don't worry about any of that. Let's blame the gun. Why don't they treat these uh, car killings the same way? How many, how many vehicles have rammed into crowds of people and killed 10 or 15 people at a time? Multiple times, including here in the United States. But it's, it's this way every single time. This was um, Hillary Clinton on gun control yesterday. Well, I think uh, this is a conversation that uh, uh, has to go on and it has to be carried out not just by politicians but everybody because yeah. it really requires a uh, broad-based social change so that the NRA, which represents gun manufacturers far more than they represent gun owners, mm-hmm. uh, will have some... Uh, pressure that will finally force them uh, to have a weakened position, which will give support to those like myself who have long advocated for sensible gun measures. But even those who were on the, Mm -hmm. you know, on the edge um, and not feeling confident in going Mm -hmm. after the NRA. You know, as you as you say in my book, what happened? I have a whole chapter where I talk about mothers of the movement and Sandy Hook and Gabby Giffords. It is it is a sign of the uh, deep dysfunction of this government and this Republican Party that oh, has been taken okay. over Party. by extreme elements. That is an unbelievable statement. It's a sign of the Republican Party that's been taken over by extreme elements. The Democrats have been taken over by communists. That's not an extreme element. The Democrats are now socialists. There's no difference between the two. See if you can find any breathing room between a socialist and Hillary Clinton now. You can't. There's, There's no difference at all. No difference. Was that a butter commercial where... You tasted the butter and then you tasted the margin and the margarine and then the mm. guy said, "No difference, no difference." Uh-huh. That's not parquet. That's a, that was it's from a while ago, so you may not remember that very very obscure reference. But there's no difference between Hillary Clinton and the Socialist Party. The Communist endorsed her as their candidate against Donald Trump. Why? Because she's perfectly acceptable to communists. Mm-hmm. Because her policies are such that the communists were perfectly happy with her. They embrace, I mean, only a few of them have spoken out against Antifa, but many of them embrace their tactics. You talk about extremes in a party. Uh, It's unbelievable what she gets away with saying here. And because she's with the Center for American Progress, they just lap up everything she says. Uh, To the point that... They are doing whatever they're told to do. Yeah. There is no oh, okay. room for right. discretion, uh-huh. for conscience. It is uh, heartbreaking. Do you feel like they're complicit, the GOP, oh, the NRA, and the gun sure epidemic we're seeing in of America? Of course they are. Oh, of course they are complicit. Of course they are. Wow. You know, the Brady Bill actually kept two million guns out of the hands of people who weren't supposed to have them. I mean, this Defense. is beyond absurd. Mm-hmm. This is evil. Mm-hmm. This is nothing uh-huh. but pure, unadulterated greed motivated mm. by people who want to sell as many guns as mm-hmm. they can to 
engage in a falsity of fear and rhetoric about wow. uh, why everybody has to have guns. And, you know, there's just the evidence is just so clear that more guns do not keep you safer. Uh, no. Uh, and more guns in the wrong hands. We'll talk about to, this in a moment. Uh, terrible mm-hmm. incidents. But, mm-hmm. you know, we've had 273 yeah, events in this yep. past yeah. year mm-hmm. of mass shootings, which means four or more killed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what other outrageous lie could she throw out there and, she, and this interviewer? Just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Wow. Uh, there's something called um, the Second Amendment to the... Uh, Doesn't ring a bell yet. Constellation? No. Cons- Constitution. The Second Amendment to the Constitution... Which says pretty simply. So you you tell me that they're just responding to fear from the NRA. The founding fathers put this in our most important political document, in our governing political document. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Period. The end. It doesn't say until such time as technology runs away from them, until such time as you've got high-capacity magazines, until the AR-15 is invented or something that can kill a lot of people pretty quickly. It says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's pretty plain. That means you, you don't restrict it. Well, does that mean you can you can have a tank? <laughs> uh, no. The Supreme Court has said within uh, certain limits of society, um, but there's very few restrictions on this. You can't have nuclear weapons, and you can't have a tank. Really? That's it? Right. Uh, but, but you can pretty much bear whatever weapon you can hold in your hand. It's just part of what our founding fathers set up for us not for hunting purposes and not for fishing and not even really for burglars in the middle of the night breaking into your house. It's necessary to the security of a free state because they were coming from a situation where the state was oppressive and they knew they had to throw the chains off of them that were being bound around them by that state. And they knew that it would happen again. Because man is imperfect and governments are imperfect. And there's a good chance that they'll need protection against an oppressive state. And here you have these people. And and every single time a state gets oppressive, the first thing they do is go for the guns. 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you along with us. 888-900-3393. 
It's Pat Gray. Uh, yesterday, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was um, making a statement about Las Vegas, and I think talking about, like, we've been some of the heroes involved in the aftermath of the shooting and got a little bit choked up. Let's take a look. Last night, thousands of our fellow citizens endured what the president has rightly called an act of pure evil in Las Vegas. The president has ordered our flags to half-staff, and to further honor those lost in the attack, we will hold a moment of silence on the South Lawn this afternoon at 2.45 Eastern Time. The president will visit Las Vegas on Wednesday to grieve with the friends and family of the victims, to offer his support to those recovering from their wounds, and to thank the courageous first responders. In the coming days, this attack will directly impact communities all over our country whose residents were visiting the entertainment capital of the world to attend a concert. One man, 29-year-old Sonny Melton, had traveled from Tennessee to Las Vegas for the concert with his wife, Heather. When the bullets began raining down from above, Sonny shielded her from danger, selflessly giving up his life to save hers. They'd been married for just over a year. Others risked their own lives to save people that they had never met. Mike McGarry of Philadelphia laid on top of students at the concert to protect them from the gunfire. They're 20, I'm 53, he said, and I've lived a good life. Lindsay Padgett and her fiance Mike J fled for cover during the attack and immediately returned to the scene with their pickup truck to help transport the wounded to nearby hospitals. Gail Davis, who was attending the concert with her husband, said she owes her life to a brave police officer who instinctively served as a human shield protecting her from harm. Sadly, multiple police officers, both on duty and off duty, were among those killed or injured. But what these people did for each other says far more about who we are as Americans than the cowardly acts of a killer ever could. The Gospel of John reminds us that there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for a friend. The memory of those who displayed the ultimate expression of love in the midst of an unimaginable act of hate will never fade. Their examples will serve as an eternal reminder that the American spirit cannot and will not ever be broken. In the days ahead, we will grieve as a nation, we will honor the memory of those lost as a nation, and we will come together, united as one nation, under God and indivisible. I'm not a huge uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders fan, but uh, that's a that's a really touching moment. Um, and brave of her to quote scripture, because... No matter where you do that today, you get flack for it. Uh, so she opened herself up to all of that and apparently didn't care. Good for her. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So that's what we're trying to focus on. Are you know some of the responses that have been extraordinary to this of of heroes of people protecting their family members or people protecting people they didn't even know. And helping them over the walls because that whole area was walled off and had barriers around it. Obviously, because it's a it's a an area they wanted people to pay to get into. So you had to put something around that open area. So when the sh- the shooting broke out, it was tough for people to escape from it. And there were a lot of people that stayed behind, lifting people over those barriers who, who couldn't otherwise make it. And that's what... You know, many are focused on others, however, like MSNBC and Brian Williams with uh, Ken Delanian focus on something a little bit different. You know who Ken Delanian is? Who is he just some commentary? Yeah, I don't know. Some uh, some commentator. Uh, okay, he's the NBC News national security reporter. Oh, he's good. Uh, here's his conversation with Brian Williams yesterday. 
Ken, about these weapons, uh, as of uh, 4.26 Eastern time, what do we know? Well, Brian, we know that they seized more than 10 rifles in the hotel room, but the brother asked a really interesting question. Do they know who sold them the machine gun? Well, that raises two issues. One, we don't know if he actually had a machine gun, right. a fully automatic weapon. Those have been illegal Wait, since okay. 1986. Can However, you can get one if you register. There are ways to legally acquire Can we stop the, stop the tape for a second? He, he just says, okay. he just stated, Break this down. they seized the weapons in the hotel room. Then they also seized weapons, 19 of them, at his home. They seized their weapons so they know what weapons he had. So how is he first saying they seized the weapons and then we don't know if he had a machine gun? What are you talking about? <laughs> You're not making any sense. You just contradicted yourself within two sentences. Of course we know what weapons he had and they know exactly whether it was a machine gun or a modified AR-15 or AK-47, they know exactly what he had. And they'll be able to trace it to find out where it came from. So this is all just nonsense from here on, but let's hear the rest of this question. Do they know who sold them the machine gun? Well, that raises two issues. One, we don't know if he actually had a machine gun, right. a fully yes, automatic weapon. Those have been illegal <laughs> since 1986. However, you can get one if you register. There are ways to legally acquire pre-1986 weapons. Okay. There are also cheap and easy ways to modify semi-automatic weapons that are legal and readily available. But the other issue is it's not easy for the ATF to trace gun ownership in this country. It's not supposed there is to no be. no national gun database to trace the serial numbers quickly to an owner. Good. It often takes them a long time because they are dealing oh, with no. paper records and, and in some oh, cases microfilm no. Oh, no. at an agency no, in Martinsburg, West Virginia. There's been a lot of reporting on this, Brian. Because of pressure from the gun lobby and congressional <laughs> restrictions, the ATF oh. has difficulty well. tracing gun ownership. And that may be one of the reasons we don't yet know whether there was a machine gun and if so, who sold it to this perpetrator? Again, it's not because of the NRA. It's because of a little document called the United States Constitution. That's why it's difficult to trace guns. It's supposed to be. Because if a government ever becomes tyrannical, what are they going to do? They're going to find your guns. They're going to know where they are. They're going to go to your house and they're going to take them from you. Well, if they don't have that registry, they can't do that, can they? It's, it's absolute madness. So first of all, he says they confiscated all the weapons in the hotel room. Plus, they, they went to his home and did the same thing. So they have all his guns. But he says they don't know what guns he had. What are you talking about? They seized them. He was dead. They took his guns. The other thing he says is that you can get an automatic weapon... If you register, if you join a national registry, then he says there's no national registry. <sighs> well, again, can there is if you have an automatic weapon. <laughs> because in order to legally obtain an automatic weapon, you have to register it. It's just that simple. You can't buy one that's made 1986 or after. You can obtain them prior to 1986, if they were manufactured before 1986, but you have to register it. And they follow you very closely once you do. Ask Glenn about that. Glenn had some weapons, and he's, he's talked about this. And when, when we made the move from the East Coast here to Dallas, it took three years to move those weapons. 
That's how difficult it is to legally move the weapons. He had to go through such red tape and unbelievable hassle from the government because they knew he had them, because they're registered, and because there's a, a huge amount of protocol that you have to follow in order to move them across state lines. They know about automatic weapons. They do. I just, I, And it's really hard to even obtain a, a, an automatic weapon prior to 1986 because they're cost prohibitive. Because of the 1934 Act Against Automatic Weapons, when there was gang violence in Chicago, they put excise taxes on these that, that made them so expensive, almost no one could afford them. Ugh, the lies and, and stupidity on this. Mind-boggling levels. 888-900-3393 with your call. 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. From Hillary Clinton to NBC News, they're all doing the bidding of the anti-gun nuts in this country. What Barack Obama wasn't able to accomplish, they're trying to now. And every single time one of these horrible shootings happens, this is what ha- this is what comes of it every single time. And what be, what might be most infuriating? are late-night talk show hosts from other countries, foreigners here, lecturing us on what we should be doing about our constitutional right, like James Carden last night. Uh, This is agonizing. Prepare yourself. Last night was the biggest mass shooting in United States history. That's a record that's been set twice in just the two and a half years that I've been living in America. Okay, so you've been living here for just two and a half years. Maybe you should shut up about it. Just a thought. Maybe do a few jokes and leave this out. Here's another statistic. Okay. 11,660 people have died from gun violence in the last 275 days in this country. Yeah, that includes suicides. That includes murder. That includes uh, these kinds of shootings. That's... I mean, they use that statistic as if it applies to what happened uh, Sunday night in Las Vegas. It doesn't have anything to do with it. Nothing. Now, I come from from a place where we don't have shootings at this frequency, so it's hard for me Hmm. to fathom. No, it's hard for me to fathom that you come from a place where you don't have this. He's talking about the United, the UK, obviously. Britain banned guns in 1996. And because they had some mass shooting shortly before this, and they reacted with a knee-jerk reaction. Uh-huh, so so <clears throat> from 1990 until the ban was enacted, the homicide rate was 10.9. Uh, it was between 10.9, so basically 11 and 13 homicides per million people. Okay, that's a pretty low rate. Right. Okay, third. Between 11 and 13 homicides per million population. After the ban was, in, uh, was enacted, 
1996. The homicides went up. Wait, wait. No, this doesn't. Gun violence went up. And it went up a lot to a peak of 18 per million. So it was 11, between 11 and 13 before that. It went to 18 per million in 2003. Now, since 2003, which was uh, about the time the British government flooded the the country with 20,000 more police officers, the homicide rate has fallen back to where it was before, 11. So, in other words, the gun ban did nothing. It made it worse initially, and now it's the same as it was before the gun ban. Don't tell me that Britain has this down to a science and and they are the exemplar for the entire world. That's why we left that stinking country in the first place, because it sucked. <laughs> and it wasn't allowing us the freedom to do what we needed to do to, uh, to become everything we possibly could. Yeah, and yet, we're, we've always got Britain and Australia, where the same statistics can be cited. The same thing happened there. They had an initial increase after their gun ban, and now it's settled back into about what they had before the gun ban. But it should be hard for everyone to fathom. Oh, well. Gun violence should not be a staple of American life. Yeah. Some say it's too early to talk about gun control. Mm-hmm. For those victims last night, it's far too late. Yeah, we, we love being lectured by foreigners who don't know what they're talking about. And uh, who don't know anything about the United States Constitution. Maybe you stick to the karaoke in your car with celebrities. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you pick Katy Perry up on a street corner and she gets into the passenger seat. And you drive around and you sing one of her funny songs. Because <laughs> that's really good. That's really good, James. Everybody loves it when you do that. What we don't like is being lectured by you. By someone who doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. Let's go to John in Indiana. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. How's hey. life? Good. Good. I uh, had a, a thought while listening to Hillary lambast the NRA. Mm-hmm. It was on her watch with Obama in charge that they ran more guns than I've ever heard of. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> Every arm that went in and out of Libya yeah. had her fingerprints on them. Everything from Fast and Furious had their prints on them. Where hundreds of people I, were killed I with those guns. I would be surprised if the, one of the guns a guy used in Vegas wasn't one of them that got walked through Fast and Furious. It would not surprise me, mm. sir. Well, I mean, certainly one of them ended up in the hands of terrorists in that uh, Charlie Hebdo uh, shooting in Paris. Exactly. Totally I mean, prove it. Yeah. It's, it's uh, yes. Appreciate the call, John. That's a, that's a great point. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and if you think this is only Great Britain and Australia, think again. In Ireland, they banned firearms in nineteen seventy two. Ireland's homicide rate was pretty static, going all the way back to nineteen forty five. In that period, it fluctuated between point one and point six uh, homicides per one hundred thousand people. Immediately after the ban, the murder rate shot up to one point six. Jeez. Almost three times the rate in 1975. Since it's dropped back down to 0.4, which was higher or, or about the same as, as before the ban. And now it's trending up again, reaching 1.4 per 100,000, which is, th- you know, 
again, two to three times what it was before the ban. The gun bans just don't work. Lori in Washington, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Good morning. I'm I'm actually angry at you for making me listen to Hillary Clinton's voice <laughs> for so long this morning. It, I really am. I'm so happy she's not our president. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> can you just imagine? Oh, I don't want what to. What country would be doing right now? Yeah. I know. Uh, but, I mean, I I am not I, – I didn't vote for Trump twice. I voted for Ted Cruz twice. Uh-huh. I'm proud of that. But I'm I'm sick and tired of having to – galvanize around a president i didn't vote for just I know. hillary opens her voice all the time mm-hmm. you know i it's hard I mean, not to though isn't it i mean they no, they drive us right into the really arms is. of the guy we don't even necessarily like all that much i know <laughs> so it's like we're I, I hate feeling like a useful idiot for yeah. the people that i didn't vote for but at the same time where else am i gonna go because i'm a lifetime nra member and mm. trump actually supports the nra trump actually mentioned god yeah. in his speech yesterday yeah so there's it's so frustrating it is it's so frustrating you're right and we got nowhere else to go appreciate the call Lori. we're like we're like uh private mayo in an officer and a gentleman i got nowhere else to go when the drill sergeant is trying to get him to quit and he's spraying right. spraying water in his face making him work out for long hours at a time why won't you leave mayo why won't you leave why don't you quit I got nowhere else to go. That's how I feel right now. I got nowhere else to go but to Trump. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Boy, that's a, to rough, go. that's a rough place to be right there, I'll tell you. <laughs> it, it kind of is. Ah, Fred in West Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. I just... Off to get. Uh, it's just a heartfelt thank you for all that you guys do. I could go 24 hours a day listening to this broadcast. Um, and I really you. appreciate it. Please do. Now, I was listening to Doc this morning and I heard a clip of Donald Trump, and I'm not quoting, but, I, but if, if I can get it halfway correct, it, it, was, it was along the lines of um, we'll visit gun control at another time or at a later date as he oh, boarded man. the plane. Um, and, and now that's been just stewing in my in my mind all day long. What's he mean by that? What what could he mean by that? And now and then I instantly went to the thought of let's make a deal. You know he is the deal maker, and he can't get anything else done through Congress and, and just you know healthcare reform, anything else. I'm wondering if this could not be possibly a negotiation issue. Uh, yes, it's uh, yes. Because that's what Trump does, right? It's he. I, I don't. And as far as the Second Amendment is on the line right now with that, I mean that's scary. It is, and it, it's always on the line when these things uh, come up. Appreciate the call, Fred. And we've <laughs> we've successfully fought it off so far. Mm-hmm. If if the negotiation is between Trump and Pelosi and Schumer, we're screwed. Sure is. Uh, because but, he's does he have core beliefs on this issue? I don't know. I don't know. I. I don't have the impression that he feels strongly one way or the other. And usually when, when that's the case, he'll just negotiate with both sides and then he'll come to some agreement that he can put his name on. Can I just point out, though, that um, there's a, uh, a reporter he, on Capitol Hill, Jamie Dupree, who, who reported, hey, look, it's not just Republicans that, that haven't put out gun control bills. Mm-hmm. The Democrats as well here, they've had majorities in the Senate for eight years since since the last time they passed gun control in 1994. They've had the Senate for eight of those years, four of those in the House, and the presidency in, included for two of those years when they pushed through the uh, Obamacare. They haven't put up anything for gun control. 
They've no. had the opportunity. So don't just pin your blame, far left, on Republicans in Congress for not stopping guns the way you want. Yeah, but, I mean, this is all political, so that's, that's what they do. Uh, this might be, I, this may be where uh, Trump said what you thought you Moments heard. Moments of tragedy and horror. America comes together as mm-hmm. one. And it always has. We call upon the bonds that unite us, our faith, our family, and our shared values. We call upon the bonds of citizenship, Mm -hmm. the ties of community, and the comfort of our common humanity. Our unity cannot be shattered by evil. Our bonds cannot be broken by violence. And though we feel such great anger at the senseless murder of our fellow citizens. It is our love that defines us today and always will forever. Okay, he didn't say it there, but later on he said, he told reporters as he was heading out, uh, we'll talk about that later. So it is essentially what he just said. We'll talk about that later. We, we have a tragedy we're going to do and... What happened in Las Vegas, it's in many ways a miracle. The police department has done such an incredible job. So he kind of changed the subject, and he said, we'll talk about gun control later. That was specific, that we'll talk about that later. That was specific to the bill that would have allowed people to more easily purchase silencers, apparently. And that apparently is on hold now. So there you go. I think that was specific to silencers. It's going to be interesting to see if he toes the line on the Second Amendment. Totally. It, It will be interesting to see how committed he is to it. And, and I hope he is. I hope he's totally and completely committed to it um, because it's going to take a big commitment to, f- to fight this off. And we have to do it every time. And people are just getting beat down. I mean, we've got so many things to fight off. We've got so many things to worry about. We got, we've got so much that we wanted them to do that they're not getting done it, it, it just it just it's fatiguing and at the end of the day you just want to throw up your arms and say whatever okay it's just not going to happen whatever yep. so we can't let that happen 888 pat gray unleashed on the blaze pat gray on the blaze radio network Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. You know what I'd love to do? Just get a late night talk show host gig in Great Britain. And then every time something happens, start lecturing them about getting rid of their stupid gun ban, which hasn't worked. And I want to do that after (laughs) I've, you know, after I've worn out my welcome with all kinds of jokes about how bad their leadership is. That's what I want to do. I, does that ever happen? Do Americans go to other countries and lecture them on how they should Boy, be? It's overdue. We uh, got to start doing that because it happens here every night. Then you got that other goofball who replaced John Stewart, who's Noah, whatever. Terrible, terrible. Yep. And where is he from? South Africa or something? Hell, dude. Do you, do you know the history of that stupid country? Do you know? Maybe you should go back there and try to fix that country. Oh, good golly. It's agonizing. 
Got some tweets uh, rolling in at Pat Unleashed. Um, see, Mike says Hillary couldn't even beat a game show host to win the presidency. Why does anyone still go to her for comments? <laughs> One of the great mysteries in life. Dr. Gooley Boolittle says mass shooting happens. Clinton says the NRA is pure evil. Trump, the shooter, is pure evil. Great point. Vicky says, uh, none of the late night comedians have ever addressed the death of comedy as they've abandoned it almost <laughs> entirely. <laughs> that's, so. that's for sure. It's for sure. And I, I, I don't know. Do they want people to watch their stupid shows? Because, again, they're wearing out their welcome here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Just in, interesting because in the countries that they brag about being so great on gun to, gun control, we took care of this problem a long time ago. You, go back and look at the statistics from your country. It's not fixed. I mean, do you have the same rate that we have here? No, but you have the same rate you had in your country before the gun ban happened. For a few years in Great Britain, the gun violence tripled. It tripled. <laughs> and then they have the audacity, the unmitigated gall to lecture us. Makes you want to turn to Alex Jones for what really is going on wait, in this world, it doesn't do- it? Wait, it does? Oh, yeah. Uh, you haven't been no. hankering to hear hankering? what really is going on with this thing? Oh, boy. <laughs> what let's find out from Alex now oh, no. what really is going on here because only he knows Islamic State has taken responsibility and the man known by the police uh, for issues uh, I guess mental illness had reportedly converted to Islam in the last two months and- they're actually saying that's not that's not true no they're actually saying there's no evidence of that. But, but Alex Jones... But he just said it, so this is what's really going on. Okay. Never mind. Even oh. though that's being reported by Reuters and others, you're not seeing it on CNN or MSNBC. We've been tracking it. Maybe I missed it. But that's pretty big news, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge. Now, let's stop right there. If it were true. Mm-hmm. Who was allied with ISIS and Al-Qaeda? Uh, allied with Al- ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Uh, During the entire last six years of the Arab Spring. Well, Al Gore called for an Arab oh, Spring Al Gore, yeah. here in America. Mm-hmm. Al Gore, <laughs> Phil Mudd, and many others also said, like the former deputy director uh, of the CIA, Phil Mudd said, or like the former head of the CIA, uh, Mr. Brennan said, there will be terror attacks in America, and they're coming, and, and Trump is going to be overthrown in the next two months. That wow. was two months ago, basically to the day of October First, and October first, which is, is the 100 year anniversary. Wait for it, huh? the 100 year anniversary of the Bolshevik Revolution and the literal grandchildren of the folks that financed the wow. Bolshevik Revolution out of New York wow. and London are now bragging, saying Bolshevik Two is launching. Consider my brain blown, right? Mind blown. Me too. It it 100 years to the day of the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia. And you know what that means? What? Well, what mean? I don't know yet. Wait, let's oh, listen oh, and see sorry. if we can figure okay. it out. I told you over and over again. You told us over. And over that over. I believe their November 4th launch terror date uh-huh. was a smokescreen smoke for them to begin screen. launching terror attacks in October. Okay. They will get successively more intense until you basically come 
punch drunk to them, uh -huh. then they'll launch their main attack. Here's the other big news. On Saturday night, Monday morning, mm -hmm. Sunday morning, Sunday they released OJ just 20 hours before <laughs> the attack took place. So all I, I, I'm interested to hear how this ties in. You know, oh. OJ's release ties in to the shooter, I guess, mm -hmm. somehow. We're about to find that out. Okay. Well, the media would come and be oh. in place to cover this event. Okay, so the media would come and be in place to cover the event because they wouldn't have otherwise, right? Yeah, they, they don't have planes and stuff. Only 59 people were killed and 515 wounded. Nobody would have covered Nobody. this if it weren't for OJ being right. released. I mean, clearly, right? That's you. Not in this day and age. <laughs> the whole thing has the hallmarks of being scripted by deep state Democrats deep and their Islamic wow. allies using mental patient cutouts. I'm Alex Jones. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. Is mental patient cutouts and I'm Alex Jones connected there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. God, man. That is amazing stuff. So it's <clears throat> deep state Democrats with their Islamic <clears throat> allies, mental patient cutouts, and O.J. Simpson. I'm Alex Jones. You got that all now? Of course, he predicted all of this uh, back on Friday. Listen they to this. They are preparing a violent overthrow sometime in November, October. Now, sometime in October, November. Why do you think the communists are suddenly uncloaking themselves? Are they? I, I didn't. Because after growing mm -hmm. under the floorboards, they want to look like a legitimate government when they take over and uh -huh. when they call for the racial war, when they call for the uprising. Okay. This, is, this is a playbook, and it's from them. They're, they're saying them. this they're is saying. happening, and they're being allowed mm -hmm. to prepare and gear up for it. All right. Mm -hmm. So. What will it be in a month? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. What will it be in just a few weeks? I'm not sure. What will it be? It snuck up on us, hasn't it? It has. Itch. It, itch. What is it? The October Revolution. October uh, Revolution. stretched into November and December. Okay. It's the 100-year anniversary <laughs> of the Bolshevik Revolution. Bolshevik Revolution. We're here. We're here. It's happening now. It's happening. It's on, like Donkey Kong. This is real. It's real. What are you going to do about it? It's a big question you've got to ask yourself. What am I going to do about because it? Because they mean business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have to hold our fire. Okay. Until. But we have to be prepared and know they're coming over the line. Wait. And we've got to be on target mm -hmm. and ready. Ready. And everybody's got to start packing. Pad. Because when they strike. Because. Yeah. It'll be like fire ants where they crawl up over your legs yeah. and they get in place. Right. One of them that's leading. Mm -hmm. One that leads. It's all genetically engineered Gen by Mother Nature that way. Right. Stings you. Stings. Releases a pheromone and all the others sting. Okay. Once they get in place, they communicate by pheromones. And communists, offer the, uh, they operate the same way through pheromones? Is that, is that what we're being told here? Pat, or? Pat I can't worry mm -hmm. about all this stuff yet. I'm still trying to figure out what's turning the frogs gay. Well, yeah. I mean, we got to work on these things simultaneously because oh, there's very little too time. Too many fronts in this war. Too, too, too little time. And it's the same thing. They get all over you. They get in place. And it's going to be boom. You boom. wake up one morning and 300 cops are dead. You wake up and talk show host and members of Congress are wiped out. Oh, wow. That would not Trump be good. Towers from Chicago mm -hmm. to New York are on fire. So the police don't think they can respond. They they can't respond to a fire? 
Why? But there'll be something that happens right before that. Okay. A mass shooting at a school, a bombing of a federal building, maybe more, pinned on a right-wing patsy who's a listener of this show. Okay, well, he's claiming that that was a prediction for uh, Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. He did say some kind of mass shooting, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but so far, I've heard no one try to say this is a right-wing thing. I I've heard everybody say it's about the guns right. and they're going after the NRA. But wait. But everybody knows that every gun in the world is right wing by That's nature. That's right. By nature. That's right. Uh, they're all operated by pheromones. So yeah. look out or something. <laughs> Happy anniversary, by the way, to the Bolshevik oh, yeah. Revolution. It's 100 years old. 888 Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for being here. 888 900 888-900-3393. Uh, talking about uh, the aftermath of Las Vegas and uh, whatever else is on your mind uh, today. It's It's been heartwarming to see the number of heroes that are starting to surface from this tragedy. And that happens every time. It really does. It happens every time. Meanwhile, President Trump and uh, the First Lady are in Puerto Rico touring the carnage there. He's actually invited that uh, San Juan mayor who said something like his, his response to this has been akin to genocide. Hey, it's just what, what kind of comment is that? But he invited her to attend uh, meetings, so... Uh, yeah, it was impressive. I, I don't know if that's going to be a real comfortable moment when the two meet, but uh, I we'll, did we'll see I, what happens I did, with that. I did see a meeting uh, that was on TV just a moment ago, and I just kind of imagined two tables set up almost in an L shape, and the president was at one <laughs> and she was at the other, and she was looking down the whole time when he was talking. I'm just like, hey, that's a little awkward. Why don't you make yeah. eye contact? Yeah, tad awkward. Also, uh, in the world of rock and roll, we lost another one. Tom Petty died mm. last night. I hate 66 that. years old. Really sad. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was one thing when my parents' favorite artists began to, to die. Mm -hmm. you, that's, you know, that's kind of natural when Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin, even Jerry Lewis, they pass. But then when it's like Whitney Houston, and which was several years ago, you know, Michael Jackson from several years ago. Now Tom Petty. Prince. Prince. David Bowie. I, just a ton of these guys have passed lately. And now it's like, well, wait a minute. I grew up listening to those guys. And 66 just isn't that old. That's young, man. It was kind of weird because yesterday there were a bunch of reports that he was dead when he actually wasn't. And it really hacked off his family. Um, and then he did, in fact, die later on anyway. Uh, apparently, he had a massive heart attack, so uh, we'll miss him. Tom Petty, gone at the age of 66. 888-900-3393. Also been talking about these foreigners who are lecturing Americans from their little talk show perch. Uh, Noah, whose last name I don't know, the replaced John Stewart. Do you know what that guy's last name? Oh, Noah 
something or other. Webster, did he do a dictionary at some <laughs> no, point a, earlier? Not Noah Webster, no. No. But nobody, wa- I, I don't know anybody Trevor, that Trevor wa- Noah. Trevor Noah, yeah. that's what it is. Trevor Noah. Yeah. Nobody watches him that I know of. I, I have, there's very little buzz on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's incendiary. He's super far left wing. And usually those guys get noticed. He's not even good enough to be noticed most of the time. But he was lecturing us. James Carden, who's a guy people generally like. He, they really like, it seems, the thing he does with celebrities when he picks them up on a street corner in their car, they get in, and mm. then they start singing one of their songs. Oh. Uh, but he was lecturing us about, you know, the country that he comes from just doesn't have this. What, freedom? Yeah, they don't, they don't have, well, yes. Okay. They don't. Uh, but, the, you know, the claim from Great Britain is always that, well, we banned guns a long time ago, and it's been great. We now have a perfect society. Mm, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You have the same rate of homicides from guns as you did before the ban happened. How does that work? I, I, I thought they were gone. Yeah. You, you know what? Here's the thing. Okay. People who are going to kill other people. Uh-huh. uh don't mind breaking the law first to obtain a gun. In fact, that's kind of a lesser law that they're breaking than the one they break when they murder someone. Wait a minute. I thought your country is a gun-free zone, therefore there's no gun violence. How did this... I don't... This doesn't add Strange, up. isn't it? Okay. Yeah, it's strange. It's like we always say, that the ones... If you do this in the United States, the only people that are going to have guns are the bad guys. Are the people with bad intent for the rest of us? Thank you. Now you've just unarmed us, mm-hmm. and we're at their mercy. That's wonderful. It's amazing how that doesn't make sense to the average leftist. I can't. I know. <laughs> I know. <sighs> Nor does the oppressive government ring true to them. When in fact, if you read the writings of the founding fathers, that was exactly what they were trying to protect against with the Second Amendment. But. If you make that case, then you're, I guess, a psychotic revolutionary who wants there to be an armed res- insurrection. Yeah. Just ridiculous. And as much as they hate Donald Trump, you'd think if you were ever going to convince them of that argument, it would be, be right now. now. Right. <laughs> right. What if, what if somebody turns into, and this is a perfect candidate according to the left, what if somebody turns into a, a fascist? And tries to clamp down on us. You're going to wish you had some sort of protection against the government at that point. Mm. Plus, their other thing is, well, the government's too big and too powerful, and and they'll just squash you anyway. Really? I, I mean, look at the Afghans. They were able to successfully fight off the Soviet Union for 15 years and won that war. Uh, they've also been pretty resistant to our attempts <laughs> to uh, placate that society as well. So... Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Mary in Texas. You're on the Blaze with Pat Gray. Hi. 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 Um, I was calling because I was concerned about something you said earlier. Only I'm watching the television broadcast and I wasn't listening to the radio, and they're not mm-hmm. exactly the same. But you mentioned that we do a totally different show for TV. Yeah. Simu- simultaneously <laughs> right. to the one we're doing on radio. Fair point. Mm-hmm. Inc- we're incredibly talented. That out. <laughs> I'm I'm at home. Uh, I work uh-huh. for a government agency, and the reason I was calling is that you mentioned the last time gun control laws were passed, like in what I think you said '94, and because we received instructions a while before, not too long before Trump actually took office, mm-hmm. that 
were related to a gun control law passed in 2010. I kind of went, what? Are they not aware that some gun control laws have already been passed and the implementation of those potentially could have had a really adverse effect on people? Um, And specifically, I think this was in reaction to Sandy Hook. And these kinds of tragedies are horrible, and it Mm -hmm. is really a concern when immediately the left starts talking about, oh, we need gun control, as if, you know, what you were just saying a moment ago, as if it made any sense to disarm the law-abiding citizens as a way to control criminals, as if they care. (laughs) Right, right. They're going to get the weapons regardless. But what concerned me was that I I work for an agency that deals with disabled individuals, Mm -hmm. and we were instructed, and this information was disseminated throughout our agency, that our agency would be providing information to other government agencies, and this was part of the we need to be communicating between agencies uh, initiatives that probably started way back in 9-11. Yeah, the wall of separation that they tried to pull down. Yeah, Right. Mm -hmm. And so we were going to be providing information to, um, I think the FBI was one of them, and I can't remember the others, and I apologize because it's been a while since this all came about, and then when Trump uh, came into office, then those activities that we'd been told were going to happen kind of went away. So it's been a while Hmm. since I did the research, but we were sent information that our agency would be providing the information about mentally disabled individuals Mm -hmm. who have a representative payee. We have many, many individuals who have mental disabilities that interfere with their ability to work, who may also need assistance with money, but are in other ways competent members of society. And I have a personal interest in this because my daughter is one of them. Mm-hmm. And she has recently gotten her concealed carry permit. And I'm going, mm-hmm. when we started getting these instructions disseminated to our agency, it was, you know, we're going to be providing names and information about these individuals to uh, agencies like the FBI. <laughs> I apologize. I can't remember the name of the other agency, but the ultimate... ATF, maybe? Uh, Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms? It might have been the ATF. Mm -hmm. But the ultimate aim was that individuals who fit this category would not be allowed to own guns. Right. Period. Yeah. And I actually looked up the public law, and I can't tell you what it is, but it was passed in 2010. I can't tell you what the name or number of it is at at this point. But it was talking about dealers not being allowed to sell to anyone who meets meets this criteria. And so what they were doing was putting the mechanisms in place in order to identify individuals who should no longer be allowed to carry guns. And it was saying that after a certain date, anyone who our agency determined was disabled, Mm -hmm and also needed a representative payee, someone to help them with their money, that those individuals would be banned from being allowed to own firearms. That information would be provided to these other agencies. And so when you do that background check, those folks wouldn't be able to buy a gun. And so the, the, that was the main reason I called. It's like, wait a minute, 
they're putting laws in place, and there are mechanisms that are being implemented already. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think that I, I, I think the law that I was talking about that you might be referencing was the ban in, in Great. They haven't done that. It, it was 1996 when Great Britain's ban went into effect. Oh, okay. Um, I was thinking you were talking about but, in this country, 1994, right. and I'm going. Mm, no, they're 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 continually tweaking things in this country, and especially state by state. Are you saying so? This is the law in Texas that that uh, agencies have to report mental no, health national law. It's, you say it's a federal law. Hmm. All right, we'll have to look into that. Uh, appreciate the call, Mary. And that's been one of the fears is that uh, they would impose that restriction on people and then everybody in their family would be uh, affected by it. Because if they live in a home where there's a gun, but they're mentally ill or there's some sort of disability there, you couldn't allow them access to that by having another gun in the house belonging to someone else. That's the fear with the disabled. So if somebody like lives with you, if say it's your child and they're 20 years old and they've been deemed to have some sort of mental disability that disallows them from owning a firearm, but you have one, well, because they could possibly potentially access that, you won't be able to have a gun either. And that's one of the backdoor ways they're, they're trying to take guns away from honest hardworking, law-abiding citizens in this country. And you got to stay ever vigilant uh, to stop it. Let's go to Mark in Massachusetts. You're on the blaze. Hi. Reporting from the bastion of Bolshevism, Pat. (laughs) You know, these liberal lemmings, every time when there's an incident Mm -hmm. about the Second Amendment, why are they not up in arms? Anytime there's an incident of um, Islamic... Um, fueled terrorism. Why aren't they demanding that we we borrow the playbook that the Israelis use to keep terrorist incidents from happening there? Um, you know, where's the outrage when when right. there's hackers, things like uh, Equifax? Why aren't they demanding better, you know, federally based counter, you know, interdiction, for, you know, from our cyber, mm-hmm. um, you know, or, or how about when when Antifa goes in in, in just has another riot, and they're destroying public property. Why the demand? Arrest these guys, put their faces and names uh, out, out in the media to dissuade other nut jobs from doing the same thing. They only, like Pavlov Dog, they only attack the Second Amendment. It's just infuriating. And, and you can it's all, you can count on it like clockwork. I mean, it's just right on cue oh, every single time. As soon as something happens, Hillary Clinton is going to speak in about 15 minutes. She's going to send out some ugly tweet. Yeah, appreciate the call, Mark. And it, it just, it's if it fits their agenda, then they'll be all over it. If not, silence. And, and the attack against the NRA is just ludicrous. Here's an agency that just tries to protect our Second Amendment rights, that just tries to ensure that you're going to be able to exercise your rights as an American. And they're, they're no more influential than some of these left-wing organizations but it's but the left would have you have you believe that they're literally running our our congress right now literally running congress absolute madness oh they're not whereas you know and then they talk about the big money involved what about with planned parenthood an agency much more deadly than the nra an agency that's responsible in part in large part 
for the deaths of 53 million babies since 1972. How about that agency that's pouring money into your coffers that, that, is funding, that are funding people like Hillary Clinton and Nancy Pelosi? Uh, that, that'll never come up because, and, and that's uh, an actual agency with blood on their hands. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up in a sec. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. Hi. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray, we got some tweets here uh, from at Pat Unleashed. If you'd like to tweet, tweet us. Uh, gun ban would work about as well as as the ban on alcohol did. And it's probably true. <laughs> that went really, really well, right? That's, it was, I, we didn't have any problems with the I don't think there was prohibition. I, I'm going to have to do huh. some research on this. Maybe yeah, we might Wicca, look into it, but I don't Wikipedia. think there were any problems. I don't think there was a drop of alcohol in this country uh, during that time. Oh, none. That's right. Mm-hmm. Solved. <laughs> because it was banned. Right. So you can't have alcohol when it's banned. Alcohol-free zone. Just like you can't have a gun if it's banned. Gun-free zone. It makes sense if you just sit back and think about it for a moment. <laughs> and this from Three Jeeps... Three, if the silencer bill is on hold, Democrats already won. They chip away a little at a time. 100% political scumbags. Yep. Uh, From Luana, does Hillary have security? And what type of weapons do they carry? Highly doubt it. Oh, let's not talk about that. No, she walks everywhere by herself. What are you talking about? She and Michael Bloomberg, who (laughs) is the biggest anti-gun guy probably in the world. And he has a full menagerie. Of uh-huh. armed personnel around him at all times. But, but to that end, because it just feels so good to hear, um, I would like to point out that uh, Hillary Clinton is just like you and me. She's a private citizen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank you. It just feels good to say that. I mean, we could be sitting here saying uh, Hillary Clinton is in control of gun policy. Oh, by your lonesome up there in D.C. And now that this has happened in Las Vegas, prepare to lose access to your Second Amendment rights. And, and I love what a... Uh, what an issue she makes out of the NRA and the money involved there and how greedy they are. How greedy they are? This is the woman that sold favors okay. to Saudi Arabia and others for contributions to the Clinton Foundation. Uh-huh. Over and over and over again, this greedy mm-hmm. person... Mm-hmm. There's some other words that were crossing my mind, what, but I'll keep them on my inside voice. Person is the only this word. This greedy person um <laughs> had massive donations to the clinton foundation and then all of a sudden what a surprise when she was secretary of state what happened huh they she did favors for for she did the bidding of Wait. of saudi arabia and i'm sure that's just coincidence, coincidence. i'm sure Pat, that had on. nothing one had nothing to do with the other no this woman and her husband have become so wealthy over the last 20 years since they left office mm-hmm. not even 20 years but they, they were worth like a buck and a half when they left office. Now they're worth be somewhere between estimates range from 100 to $200 million. Greedy? Uh, if anybody knows greed, it's Hillary Clinton. 
And, and she gets away with this every time because, of course, she'll never go on Fox News and be challenged. She'd never go on Rush Limbaugh and be challenged. She'd never go on a show like this and be challenged. And it would be it would be fantastic to sit her down and go through all of this and just and pin her down on her lies and deception. Jeff in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat, I'm a first time hey. caller. How are you uh, doing? Well, thanks. Well, listen, uh, you know, I've been, uh, you know, it's uh, terrible what had happened in Vegas. I mean, you know, I mean, everyone has to feel for anyone that had loved ones or mm-hmm. the people that are suffering over it. But, uh, you know, I take a look at uh, when, the, you know, anything like this happens and the left talks about disarming, you know, uh, people that are law-abiding citizens. And, and I take a look at, at drugs, you know, uh, things like heroin that's illegal and how it's destroying people's lives and, the black market takes off on this and i you know you take a look at uh weapons if they were illegal would be the same thing you know you'd have uh, uh the black market just explode yeah with uh with this and it uh, would be very comparable to the drug trade as you mentioned and to prohibition as uh, absolutely somebody absolutely. tweeted yeah it, it would it, it would, would be it awful would that it, it really would and then you'd have people too that you, you take a look at uh you know, people fear the aspect, or I should say uh, criminals, that uh, law-abiding citizens, uh, you know, may be armed. You know, if they're, if they're going to try to, you know, to, uh, uh, you know, break in their home and that type of thing, there, there, there is some fear. But if they were banned, there would be less fear of, of the law-abiding citizen, you know, and, and I mean, yeah. it, it, would, uh, it would not be a good thing. Appreciate so, the call. Know, to, yeah, you're absolutely right, Jeff. Um, usually, banning these things is only is only good for criminals, and we've seen that over and over and over again. People wonder, well, why why do they continually harp on these issues? Why do they continue to go down these roads? Why do they want to change us so? I think Hillary Clinton gave us some insight into that during her, the the campaign for presidency. Deep seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed. Uh, That's incredible. When you listen to that statement, (laughs) listen to all the things that have to be changed and consider the fact that uh, the Second Amendment is one of those things. There's no doubt about it. So Deep-seated cultural codes. Cultural codes. I don't know what she means by that. Religious beliefs. Religious beliefs. And structural biases. And structural biases. Have to be have changed. Have to be changed. Huh. Religious beliefs like uh, believing in traditional marriage instead of same-sex marriage. Traditional beliefs like uh, you know Christianity and like America being founded on Christian Judeo principles. Beliefs like... The the United States Constitution is divinely inspired, and our rights come from God, and they can't be taken away by government. They can't. Why? Because they didn't give it. The government didn't give them to us. God gave them to us, and that's from the founders themselves. It's not in dispute. There, there's no way you can dispute that at all. But this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to fundamentally change. Our beliefs and our culture. As I and people and the lemmings. Listen to the response to that. 
the idiots in the off in the audience. Yes! Yay! Let's stop religion. Let's stop our belief in God. Let's stop the Constitution. Let's Yay! <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. And it brings to mind uh the the line from one of the Star Wars movies where uh, Natalie Portman is sitting there with, I don't know, is it Jar Jar Binks or somebody? <sighs> and she's listening to the speech given by Palpatine, the emperor. And he's saying that he's going to change things and, and the, entire, the entire assembly erupts in applause and cheers. And she says, so this is how liberty dies mm-hmm. to thunderous applause. It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant scene. In and an otherwise terrible movie. Yeah, in an otherwise terrible movie. <laughs> in fact, this is that scene. This is how liberty dies. With thunderous applause. It's a little bit longer than that. Here's, here's I think, the speech leading up to it. For a safe and secure society. This is how liberty dies. Yep. With thunderous applause. A profound line mm-hmm. in, in yes, Keith, <laughs> a terrible movie. Terrible. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Uh, it's time for chewing the fat with Jeffy. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. He didn't even hear it, Pat. He didn't put headphones on. Oh, he's got the deal in his ear. My bad. Sorry. I want to make sure he doesn't. He's got headphones your... on. Yeah, I see you that can now. Hear. He I'm heard glad. the elephant walk. I don't want him to miss out. I I, I didn't experience it with all okay. of us, Jeff. It was so good. I'm glad. I, I good. You're right, Keith. I should have had both ears covered with headphones so I could have enjoyed the whole thing. Might have a lot of wax in the other one. I don't know. All right. So what do you have on uh, chewing the fat today with Jeffy? Anyway, the elephant walk is cute. Thank you so much. It means a lot. I mean, it just is what it is. It's just the music that we happen to choose. I think we chose it at random. Random. And uh... <laughs> Ju- Jukebox, you know, DJ Jukebox. <laughs> came up on the... It's funny how that happens. Yeah, it is. Uh, rest weird. in peace, Tom Petty. Uh, I mean, it's such a sad... I mean, it really is. It's really and sad. What a strange, strange world. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing, and I'll talk it up to the The whole thing with Tom Petty... Yesterday afternoon, we get the breaking news saying, uh, "Yeah, Tom Petty dead at 66." Right. And then we get, wait, update, initial reports, uh, unconfirmed. So you got to put a hold on the rest in peace. Oh yeah, because he he was still alive. But wait a minute, hang on a second, because I want to hear this. Don, don, I'm not afraid of you. 
So good. His his first hit to me is was still his best hit. He's got a lot of good songs. So it's many good stuff, man. I mean, this is. So, I mean, when this when this kicks in, you can't help but say, "Oh yeah." I know. Everybody's sick. Give it to me. Nineteen. 78. 78? Yeah. 1978 for Breakdown. Still holds up. It's unbelievable, man. It's been so long. <laughs> and yet, in some ways, it feels like yesterday. And I think it might be a relative thing, but 66 really doesn't seem that old. It sure doesn't. It uh, could, because could it's be. not. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It could be at some point when you're getting closer to Yeah, age, when like, you're within a decade of that, you're like, okay, that's you know, really that, young. That's really <laughs> he young. He was a spring chicken. What's remember, he doing dying? There would be at funerals with your grandparents. He was such a young guy. So what's your favorite Grandpa, like Tom Petty? If it's not Breakdown, what's your favorite Tom Breakdown's Petty? Breakdown's probably that or American Girl. And that, there's American Girl's But good. there's some stuff on Free some of his... No, I can't you don't take like free falling too much. Really? Uh, but oh. that album, yeah, full that favorite. album has got some really good Start songs. Start to finish. Yeah. Absolutely there's every some, track. There's some really good songs on there that never made it to the air mm-hmm. that are, you know, deep tracks mm-hmm. that are really good. Yeah. Um, I always, you know, I've been a fan of Tom for quite a while. And then, you know, finally we find out he's clinging to life. Yeah. And we had During hope. this whole time. We had hope. During this whole time, you're like, okay, well, what's going on? At the end, I'm like, before we find out he's dead, I'm thinking, wait a minute, Tom. Are you just, is this some sort of joke? Are we promoting a new album? So, you know, I today's wish. not the day. I wish I would. Right? I mean, we're counting the numbers of the death toll in Vegas. Yeah. And, uh, you know, today's not the day, Tom. Maybe we should have dropped a promotion for today. Right. Maybe they had the album. auto-timed email yeah. that went out. Oh, it's too late, yeah. everybody. Because so, I got that from my congresswoman yesterday. Early yesterday morning, it was, and the Vegas thing was in full mode, and it was, here are my thoughts on North Korea. Thank uh, you, Congresswoman Granger. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just dumb. So the daughter is all wound up at Rolling Stone. And she sends out a, a post on her Did Instagram. Did Rolling Stone print that he was dead? Yeah. They did. And, but they're not the only ones. Yeah. I, I mean, I was, one of my timeline on Twitter is from the Associated Press and, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and plenty of USA Today. You know I mean? They're a variety. They're all reporting it. And Rolling Stone, my dad is not dead yet, but your effing magazine, your slime has been pieces of tabloid dog ass. You put the worst artists on your covers, do zero research. How dare you report that my father has died just to get pressed because your articles and photos are so dated. And just a few hours later, he was dead. I will effing (laughs) S down your throat and your families. Try not being a Trump vibe. This is my father, not a celebrity, an artist and human being. F you. Wow, that's just like bordering on psychosis there. Calm down. Take it easy, baby. And I believe Tom Petty even said that in a song uh, over the years. Take it easy, baby. Okay. He also wow. said he went um, back down. <laughs> I'd like to point out. I mean, right. And then it wasn't it wasn't more than four hours later yeah. that he that they pulled life had pulled life support and he was dead. Mm-hmm. Sad. Very mm-hmm. sad. Very sad. Um but uh I like some of his uh, you know and we love Tom Petty, but there are some things about Tom that you kind of thought, oh okay, Tom. Well, he's a left-wing guy like just about everybody in rock and roll. I don't want to hear it. It's gone uh, for the rich. The money's not enough. They seek power. It's gone into their hands of really shaky people. 
don't care who they hurt in their quest to have more money than they'll ever need. No, that's okay, great, Tom. <laughs> I don't really? Okay, Doesn't that ring a little hollow? Yes, it does, Tom. For a multi, multi, multi millionaire. I'm trying to think, where did they? Where did Tom have his heart attack? Oh, that's right, Malibu. Oh my gosh. Um, because you can get a place in Malibu. What? A couple hundred oh, bucks to rent for cheap. Yeah, I mean, pennies on the dollar. <laughs> right on the. There's, right some, on there's the water. some rundown joints on Malibu. You can just pick it up. Uh, but he did some, one of the things that I did like is sometimes he, his quote was, sometimes I feel like an old football player. I'm just grateful to have an audience because I'm not sure I'm ready to quit. I promise you I won't hang around and suck. <laughs> that. So that's kind of cool. I mean, thanks, Tom. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, you, and you get some of that. But is there no one, no one left I can like? No one? You should go to the internet now and check out Tom Petty's Malibu home. Oh, no, uh, it's, it's a dump, right? It, it's not 1,500 square feet. I'll tell you that. What, like 800? Just it, like a, a one bedroom? It might be 25,000 square feet. <laughs> Come on, that's a bungalow. It stretches over a city mile, it looks like. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. So you could pick courts, that up for swimming what? Swimming pools, cars. And then he's railing against the wealthy? <laughs> okay. Right. I, right. That kind of hypocrisy, I just I can't, so I can't either. I know death of it. And this, and this. Then we have, you know, you played uh, the James Corden. Is yeah. there nothing? I liked James Corden too, and he was he's. Well, you still I like his your... bits. Yeah. I know, but it's so hard to get past it. I know it is because they all end up. See now, James wasn't that political, right? And now he's he's going to get into it, and it's mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna be the end. Yeah, because he's going to feel like he has to do it. Look at Kimmel. Kimmel feels like, I don't want to be political. I don't want to come out here and tell jokes every night. Well, then come out and tell jokes. Shut up. At least Kimmel's from the United States. James Carden's <laughs> lecturing us uh, about how great Great Britain is yeah. on the gun issue. Yeah. Shut up. Why did you come here to America to make your fortune then, right. James? Go home. Go home. Go do a morning show with uh, with uh, Pierce Morgan and shut up. All right. I mean, we we he he got... He got sent out of the country on a rail because we were sick and tired of his gun control nonsense. Right. Really kind of drummed him out of his yeah, position, actually. he sure did. He got drummed out hard. Because he just wouldn't stop. And now he's back in Britain where he belongs. Good. Good. So, James, take you yeah, and your whole take... family that you're putting on TV these days and go back Bye-bye. home. Bye-bye. Yeah, please. And Jimmy Kimmel, uh, were you guys telling us that uh, it's it's not it, we're supposed to be political at this time? Do you know what you would have done if Donald Trump would have come out and been political over this? You would have mm. ripped all of him and all of the everybody else up and down yep. for making this god awful horrific event political. So don't tell us that it's time to be political at this time. No, it's not. Can't take it. And I also saw some footage yesterday. We played some footage of the you know the horrific. Mandalay Bay shooting and the Vegas, all the people that have died and been injured. But my wife played a video last night for me that I had not seen. And it was footage of uh, from a, a couple in the crowd. Uh, as the shooting started, they were filming uh, on their phone as the shooting started. And you, they take you through the third wave, I think, uh, from the shooter. And But I was continually amazed at the amount of people standing and filming telling other people to get down while they're standing the up shooting they're recording standing. everything the the, the guy mm-hmm. that's filming is is uh uh kind of moving it back and forth across the crowd and there's a guy over here standing telling people to sit down there's a guy over here and he's telling the guy that we're watching his 
video from is telling people to get down, and his girlfriend is standing up next to him. And he, and did I miss an app that maybe only available on an iPhone? Since I don't have an iPhone that repels bullets. <laughs> I mean, did I miss that? Yeah, you can't be shot if you have an iPhone in your hand. Oh, yeah, because I know my Android. I know I don't have that app. Yeah, it's the anti-bullet so, app. App. You don't have that on your phone? No. Maybe it's I only mean, available with Apple. I don't know. Oh, because... That is... I mean, it's amazing. People, get down, and they're standing there filming. What are you doing? Are they... They're so used to it, they don't even think... They think they're impervious when I they're recording so. something. I think they do. It's weird. It was really weird and really kind of frightening. I yeah. mean, maybe it, if you... I don't know. I guess if you're drunk or you're high at a concert, you're not thinking of it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that whole the life that we're in now, with uh, viewing our happenings behind our phone, and that's our life. To the extent that you're not even enjoying what it is you're recording, you're well, just recording. The, I mean, you're recording because that's how you're enjoying the way things are now, right? I mean, you're not. I don't know. I, I guess yeah. I'd rather just enjoy the moment and not record it. But that okay, I, and, and I and I'm with you on that, except that that is most people's moment now is enjoying the Mm -hmm. filming of the moment Mm -hmm. so that they can either replay it back later or have video footage of a third third wave shooting of a crowd while they're standing there with their uh, bullet repellent app from iPhone (laughs) telling Mm -hmm. people to get down. I mean, it was just absolutely fascinating to me that that, they were still just standing in the middle of this crowd filming, telling people to get down as they're standing up in the crowd. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was just... Just amazing to me. I think that perhaps even if you don't have a plan at a time like that, when you're in a mass crowd going to a concert and you're just you're just there to enjoy the concert and you're there with your girlfriend or your wife or your kids or whatever and you don't, most people don't think about, well, if something happens, where can I get out of here? Most people don't do that. Right. But you should maybe take a second and think, you know, I should probably take care of my wife and kids before I start filming <laughs> with, my, with, my, with my, my cell phone. What a, it's, it's a, quite an idea. Yeah. I, I know. I, I, yeah. I don't want to break any new ground. Yeah, I like the guy flipping off. I'm sorry. I like him flipping off the shooter. Yeah, he's fortunate he didn't get shot. Yeah, head, right. So. <laughs> he's just stupid. Right? Stupid. Uh, last week, we uh, talked a little bit about uh, the uh, cannibals in Russia, but oh, I thought yeah. the story wasn't real. Yeah. It's coming. I read it. I've got a huge story of the cannibal couple uh, in Russia. I think I'm on the side of them being real. Oh, I think I'm coming around. Told you. I think I'm coming around because they're coming. Uh, <clears throat> there's a there's a couple of new pictures have come out because the girlfriend and Natalia uh, Bakshiva uh, is uh, look. She's being um, <clears throat> she's being uh, hmm? teased and mocked by fellow prisoners for uh, for being a cannibal. Yeah. And, wow, uh, she's, she's that's insensitive. She's nervous, right? right? That's insensitive. Right? I mean, is that the last protected class? It's uh, gotten so, so that a person <laughs> can't eat other people, right. kill them, and eat them without <laughs> being the... made fun of. But without... they released some pictures of them of the couple. Here's one picture of them uh, with a jar that's supposed to be pickled human remains. Oh man, that was discovered in their fridge. Really? We're gonna see that? Yes, oh, yes, we are. It should be up on the screen. As we speak. Uh, okay, it's yeah, nice. And uh, then they have a picture of the refrigerator, what was in the refrigerator. And you can't, I'm not really sure what's in the refrigerator. Hmm. It doesn't look good, though. And it doesn't look like uh, any fr- refrigerator that we see here in America. Hmm. Uh, if you, you see, it's got the meat there, and we're not sure what that uh, 
thing is there in the middle, but it's all not covered up and open. And Wasn't one of them supposed to be a head on a plate? Well, uh, funny you say that, oh. yeah, because this picture coming up should be the head on the plate surrounded okay. by the oh, be good. By, the, uh, <clears throat> by the mandarins. And, uh, Jeez. And it looks... <laughs> the mandarins. Oh, I see. Right up. I see a, a picture full of mandarins in something. <laughs> I mean, what else would you put a head on a platter surrounded by other than... The mandarins, right? Of course. Thank you. And so the, the guy is in uh, solitary confinement mm. because they're worried about him getting uh, beaten up in prison. And she's with a couple of other women in a cell, oh. and she's being teased. I wouldn't be sleeping if so, I were those other uh, women. Mm. Ugh, think about that. I know. But they were the footage from the house, uh, oof, I think I believe you. Yeah, that's... I think I believe you. It's, it's a pretty grisly story. Yeah, real grisly. And they've yeah. done it a number of times, and it was all over... You know they were—they're a strange, weird couple. You get the impression that you know, like oh, you think every cannibals time might that, be strange, or uh, every time that. Uh, well, aside from that, it's I mean, not, aside from a little bit of cannibalism, that never hurt anybody. But the, well, I mean, except for quite the, a few, except victims. for the other people, yeah, but the, <laughs> that's, that's what they're eating. Uh-huh. But they would just go off. It wasn't like they were just uh, uh, saying, "Hey, there's Keith, and we're going to eat him." It was like that girl. She's trying to. She's trying to make out with you and and go out with you i hate her so they'd kill her strange it's just really really weird yeah really weird and uh boy today i'll tell you what uh, let's just wrap it up because i'm i'm done you're hungry now aren't you that's what's going on i am hungry (laughs) but you know i uh today i almost didn't come in today pat oh really and uh you know i mean i aside from you know you're welcome Mm. uh, that i did Mm -hmm. that i did come in um you know why i didn't come in no because uh i thought i had an earache but really, oh, wow. really, but really, all it was was you poor thing. Earwax. I know, I know just earwax. Earwax again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh hell. Well, I, I know. Mean, when when you've got enough to make statues of beavers out of, uh, <laughs> and you fashion one of a new one every week, it's not a surprise to me that you got you know some issues there. It might be itchy. It might be painful. You know exactly what it's like, right? Might be a beaver, and you don't want to use you don't want to use cotton swabs because it just jams it back into your ear further. The candles, stupid, set your face on fire. Nobody needs that. Okay, here's a safe, real solution for that stubborn problem: the Wax RX ear wash system, doctor developed and really works where others fail. The Wax RX system is the method. Physicians trust, and it's a lot like the one they use in their office, but it's a lot cheaper than going to the doctor's office to have this done. Comes with every, everything you need to safely clean it out and then condition your ears so that they're smooth, soft, and supple. Conveniently at home. Nice. Uh, so do this go to usewaxrx.com, usewaxrx.com, and order your reusable earwash system today. Use the offer code RADIO for a free standard shipping to have it uh, sent right to your door. Okay? Again, the address, usewaxrx.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Great returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Great to have you here. 888-933-93. 
It is Pat Gray Unleashed. You know, one of the things we haven't uh, really gotten into is another strange aspect of the Las Vegas shooting. And that's the fact that not only did this guy apparently, according to his family, have no definite political affiliation that he felt strongly about, uh, no religious affiliation that, you know, might help give some clue as to why he would do something like this. The guy was also a millionaire. He was wealthy. He was wealthy. He owns four homes across the country. He, uh, his brother says he's worth $2 million. Uh, he said he could go and, and gamble and lose a million dollars and still be completely fine. So I, That's strange. I it's just such a weird, it sure is. It, it's such a weird person to be doing something like this. Out of the ordinary, what we think a person would First be all, to do that old, uh, I mean, old for a shooter, 64, one of the oldest of all time uh, for a mass shooting, right. and wealthy. You right. just don't see that in a mass shooter no. as a rule, as a rule. Uh, so this is a really strange one. There's got to be so much more. To There's g- something's, yeah. They, I mean, I don't know what they're going to find out because he didn't do social media. Apparently. Exactly. No social media footprint. You would think that he would... You know, kind of use that as an outlet at first, right? For some of his venting. I, I don't know. Whatever he was upset about, whatever drove him to this rage. Some rumors that he was upset with the casino. I don't know. that. It, it, why would you take that out on uh, country music uh, concert goers? Yeah. Why, why would you do that? I and mean, he broke a window at the casino. Yeah. And shot yeah. other people. And then killed 59 yeah. people and injured uh, 515. Just oh, terrible and so... I mean, we'll probably never make sense of it, and I guess you can't make sense out of something that's this abhorrent. But you'd like to at sure least like come to. up with some yes. motivation that right. you can kind of sink your teeth into. It's just really strange. Uh, Brent in Washington, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. Hey. I was just, you know, I've been watching about this whole Las Vegas shooting, and um, see, like, nobody's really brought up the progressive liberal movement you know, uh, Madonna was going to blow up the White House not that long ago. What if this guy was a, voted for Hillary? What if he's a Hillary supporter? Then is this going to raise a big question? Because it, I'd like to know over the last 20, 30 years, all these big mass shootings, Sandy Hook, uh, Columbine, every one of them have been a pro- part of that progressive, progressive liberal movement. Yeah, or just and start raving and saying. Yeah. yeah. Do we know what who he voted for? Uh, I don't. I haven't heard. What if that is? What if that is the motive? I mean, he sounds like yeah. he doesn't have any other. And most of these guys that become these mass shooters that are these progressive liberals, they don't have much of a. They, a lot of them do have hidden lives. Yeah. Know? So I mean, has that been addressed? No, and they'll well, never address that. I mean, no. if it comes, appreciate the call, Brent. If if it comes out that he was a, you know, anti-Trump guy, they'll just sweep that under the carpet and not talk about it at all, and that won't mean anything. Whereas if he was a pro-Trump guy, that would mean everything. Yes, everything to the end of time. That's all you would hear. So I don't know. There might be something that they've already found that they're not talking about because uh, they went through his house. Yeah, they found a, they found a, a lot more weapons and uh, explosives yeah. and uh, other devices in his home. Uh, the yeah. neighbors. I know I saw an interview with one of the neighbors that was uh, talking about how amazing it was that someone could have that many weapons uh, right next door and i was thinking you know you live in america right <laughs> i mean anyone people get to put things that they want in their home yeah i i know some people with some pretty serious arsenals yeah 
I mean, it, oh, it, they keep, it, it's okay. And they're not they're not killing anybody no. with them. <laughs> no, they're not. It's it's okay. Uh, so just a really strange situation. And, you know, you, you like to put kind of a neat little bow on it and tie it all up and say, okay, that's why that happened. Of course. So you have some kind of thing to hang on to as to explain it. Everyone but wants closure. For right now, there's just no explanation. Yeah. And that's just unacceptable to us. Right. But yeah, I can't think of a single conservative or right-wing person that they found out has done one of these. Um, because remember the Tucson shooter, he he wasn't, and they tried to say he was at first, and then it oh, turned out right. he wasn't. In fact, he was kind of the opposite. Yeah, big time opposite. Uh, the guy in Orlando had left left-wing leanings, if I remember correctly. And had written about uh, left-wing causes, and he was a big global warming guy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to look into that because I, ca- I can't think of a single right-wing person who's who's done one of these. Yeah, I mean, he definitely didn't fit our idea of the mold of who does something like this. Not at all, for sure. Not at all. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three eight 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 nine hundred three three nine three. Pat Gray unleashed. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. So in Puerto Rico today, Donald Trump told the Puerto Ricans they've thrown our budget out of whack. You can't, I mean, one of the things that got him elected, I guess, was that he wasn't a politician, but this is what comes of that. Inappropriate jokes during, you know, a cleanup of a massive catastrophe. You can't even, you can't joke about that. Because, you know, you make it sound like, I'm sorry, you're you're really putting us out here. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you have no electricity, you have no food, you have no water to speak of. But, man, you made this really inconvenient for us. <laughs> you can't do that. Just not. Uh... You can't do it. Triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. A lot of people have been talking about Jimmy Kimmel's uh, discussion of gun control last night. It started out in a pretty touching way. Um, he He's from Las Vegas, and so he got pretty choked up. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, uh, here we are again in the aftermath of another uh, terrible, inexplicable, shocking, and painful tragedy, this time in Las Vegas, which happens to be my hometown and Cleto's hometown, Cleto Sr.'s hometown. Mm. And uh, as you know, at least 59 people are dead Hundreds of people were wounded in what they say was the deadliest mass shooting in modern American history, coming about a year and a half after the previous deadliest mass shooting in modern American history in Orlando, where 49 people lost their lives and 
Uh, of course, we pray for the victims and for their families and friends, and we wonder why, even though there's probably no way to ever know why a human being would do something like this to other human beings who are at a concert, having fun and listening to music. Jason Aldean was on stage. Luke Combs, who was here with us tonight, he played the show too, and obviously no one could have ever expected that something terrible would happen, but it did. A very sick person smuggled 17 guns into his hotel room and smashed out the windows, started firing indiscriminately from the 32nd floor into a crowd of 22,000 people across the street. And as a result of that, uh, this morning, we have children without parents and fathers without sons, mothers without daughters. We lost two police officers. We lost a nurse from Tennessee, a special ed teacher from a local school here in Manhattan Beach. And um, it's the kind of thing that it, it makes you want to throw up or, or give up. It's too much to even process all these devastated families who now have to live with this pain forever because one person with a violent and insane voice in his head managed to stockpile a connection of a collection of high-powered rifles and use them to shoot people. Um, the guy was an accountant. He had no criminal record. His brother, who lives in Florida, seems totally shocked, genuinely dumbfounded. He said he saw no sign of any of this. The owner of the store that sold the killer some of the rifles said he passed the government-mandated background check when he was in the store. He wasn't on any watch list. Didn't seem to have been a religious or political extremist. Came out of nowhere. And uh, because of that, because there weren't any of the usual signs, uh, you know, I've been reading comments from people who say this is terrible, but there's nothing we can do about it. But I disagree with that uh, intensely because, of course, there's something we can do about it. There are a lot of things we can do about it. But we don't, which is interesting because when someone with a uh, beard attacks us, we tap phones, we invoke travel bans, we build walls, we take every possible precaution to make sure it doesn't happen again. But when an American buys a gun and kills other Americans, then there's nothing we can do about that. That's uh... Ugh. I, I mean, it's really touching at the beginning, and then he starts going down the political road, and uh, it all goes haywire. I mean, what can we do about it then? I mean, give give us this, the give us the options here. You can take guns from Americans. That's what you can do about it. Except that's not going to fix the problem because it hasn't fixed the problem anywhere in the world. Nowhere in the world has it fixed the problem, and it certainly wouldn't here. You, you, you think that, that the people who have bad intent are going to give up their guns and say, oh, okay, uh, so these are banned now, so I'm, I'm just going to take it to my local police yeah. station and, and give it up. And maybe get a PlayStation in, in exchange for it. It's just not, not going to happen. And you can't, you can't compare the Second Amendment and people fighting for the Second Amendment to the Islamic terror because, of course, we can all band against Islamic terrorism. Of course, we can do that. Supposedly, th- then you've got, then you've got somebody you absolutely know did something, and they've promised to do it again, and you can try to prevent it. When somebody's mind goes haywire, it's almost impossible to prevent this. I don't unless you lock up every person with a mental disorder. And even that, nobody knew this guy had a mental disorder if he had one. Nobody knew it. His own brother didn't know it. 
but you know, we got these celebrities who who think they have the solution. And the solution is just gun control, just common sense gun control. That's all. There's no such thing as common sense gun control. Because the Constitution states that our right will not be infringed. And it's pretty blunt and it's pretty straightforward. And it says it all. The people's right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It doesn't get any more plain than that. But they'll they'll keep yelling and screaming about it. And they'll keep trying until, you know, finally we get beaten down with this enough to say, okay, wh- whatever. Just stop harping on it. <laughs> we got to stay vigilant because they know they can beat us down. They beat us down with everything else. Fortunately, people are really passionate about the Second Amendment. They, they really believe in it. A lot of Americans understand it. They know why it's in place. They know why the founders put it there, and they put it there to protect against an oppressive government. It's not to go hunting during deer season. That's not what it's for. And it's not even for, although certainly is a part of it, but it's not even for protecting yourself in the middle of the night against uh, an, an intruder. It's, it's to protect yourselves against an oppressive government. That's what it is. And if you've ever read any of the documents, any of the things our founders said, you know that to be true. And they also told us that these rights came to us, not from them, but from God, because there's inalienable rights that can't be taken from us. That's one of them. And if you don't like it, tough. I'm sorry. That's the way it is. There's always Great Britain. If you want to live in a country with a gun ban and you want to live in a country with socialized medicine where you don't have to pay for it, knock yourself out. Go to London. Live there. Enjoy it. Same with Australia. Same with Canada. You can. There's a lot of places where they believe differently than we do. For most of us, that's why we left those places and came here because we wanted a different kind of life. We wanted a better kind of freedom. And we've got it. And sometimes things happen in a free society. And I, you know, you, that doesn't mean you just throw your arms up and say, well, it's going to happen. You do everything you can to prevent it. But you look at the people, not the instrument. In, in England, they have a huge problem with people being stabbed all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's, they still have the same, the same percentage of, of gun violence they had before their, ba- their ban... But now, in addition to that, they've also got this stabbing problem in Britain. Wait. Should you take all knives away from people? Yes. Maybe there needs to be a three-day waiting period before you buy a butter knife in London. All right. That's common, <laughs> that's common sense reform, Pat. That's common sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, didn't some bad guys, like, uh, use vehicles recently to... Um to kill people. Uh, when are we going to ban the cars? Got to get that. When done. are we going to ban? Wait a the minute. Car? Actually, uh, France is moving to do that. So they actually are. Bad, yeah. Bad Didn't plan. they? Isn't there a no automobile day coming up in Paris? Yeah, either just happened or it's gonna happen. But yeah, so that. Yeah, be fun. I didn't read that full story because I was just so disgusted. <laughs> I'm not even gonna look at it. I don't want to know. A day without cars. Uh, I just Paris. saw it was gonna be a day without cars in Paris. Like, is that for air pollution problem? Is that for, 
Is that to see if they can do it? What what was that about? Uh, let's see. Was it to protect people from potentially, you know, one of these psychos running into crowds of people? Uh, this was on Sunday. Uh, this happened over in Paris. But wait a minute. How did all the French get to church? Uh, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> That's not an issue over there, uh, Keith. Yeah. It's, the church going is about 1%. So we'll get rid of the guns, the knives, the cars. What else? The religion has to go. Well, no, but I mean, the, the, we're talking about the whole uh, violent uh, ways to, to well, commit murder. religion is one Wait, of the most true. violent Wait ways. Wait a minute. Yes, that's one of the Barack most Obama violent. made sure that we knew what had happened that's right. 1,200 years ago. Before um, you get on your high horse. High horse. Let's not forget. <laughs> yeah, remind us there, Barack. Let's, let's hear this. Unless we get on our high horse and think this is unique to some other place. Remember what? that during the Crusades and the Inquisition, <laughs> people committed terrible deeds in the name of Christ. Oh, in our gosh. home country, slavery oh, country. and Jim Crow, Jim Crow all too often was justified in the name of Christ. Seriously, when was Jim Crow justified in the name of Christ? I am absolutely, completely unfamiliar with that. I thought the name of Christ was used to justify equal rights and in, in the elimination of slavery. But maybe, <laughs> yes, maybe I'm and wrong. And it was. Okay. Uh, but I don't remember them saying, hey, in the name of Jesus, we've got to keep blacks from having jobs. Nobody was doing that. What are you talking about? And he's got to go back 500 years to crusades. <laughs> Just, uh, I'm so glad he's not in office anymore. I'm just so glad we don't have to hear you don't him miss all the him? time. I don't miss no? him one iota. Not mm. even one iota. Uh, we got to get into this uh, France wealth tax, too, because we've got our own tax issues that are kind of, I guess, on a back burner right now. We haven't heard much about them this week. Obviously, with everything going on, they're, they're not getting into that uh, all that much. But this kind of ties in because France has done things that people here would like to do. And we'll tell you just how successful that is coming up on the blaze. Oh, and the first, let me tell you about Cosmo hurts kids. Uh, Cosmo hurts kids is on a mission. The founder of this mission is Victoria Hearst and her family. The Hearst family is the owner, obviously of the Hearst corporation and they publish cosmopolitan magazine so it's unusual maybe that victoria would be saying well we've got to do something because cosmo hurts kids but she's not trying to edit the magazine at all she's not trying to stop their freedom of speech she doesn't want to drive them out of business all she's looking for with this cosmo hurts kids campaign is for states material harmful to minor laws being applied to cosmopolitan magazine and if you could do that then you just can't sell Cosmo to any kids under the age of 18. If you agree with that, like I do, please visit CosmoHurtsKids.com to find out more. Again, she believes in the First Amendment. She believes in freedom of speech. And, and Cosmo can do whatever they do. It's just that we all need to take a stand against pornography being sold to anybody under the age of 18. Beyond that age, you're on your own. You can make your own decisions. Good for you. Go for it. But for kids... No. So visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network.
Unleashed. Hi, uh, Pat Gray, 888-900-3393. Your calls, your thoughts, your comments, suggestions, whatever you got on your mind. Uh, we wanted to get into this uh, tax plan of the Republicans because it's so terrific. So terrific. You know, we wait, we, we wait, we hope, and we pray, and we vote for a Republican majority because we want them to do certain things. And then, boy, they just... We got it. They go to Washington. Don't we, they deliver? We got it. Oh, wow. Except for not. Everything's fixed. Yeah, no? except for no. Oh, it's none not. of it My bad. is fixed. Except Literally none of it is fixed. <laughs> Gorsuch, man. Gorsuch. That's it, man. Gorsuch. Yay. But that didn't fix anything. It, oh. I mean, it, it certainly helps. I thought right? that solved everything. No? It helps. Okay. But it's not the be-all and end-all solution. Now they're talking about uh, Anthony Kennedy maybe stepping down from the court by the year's end, which would be another appointment for Donald Trump to make, which would yeah. be... Fantastic. Yeah, if you think the left's going to give in on a swing uh, vote like oh Kennedy, my gosh. it's going to be nuclear war under that, that dome. Oh. Man, that's going to be an ugly battle. If he retires, and he is the guy who decides almost every difficult issue, almost mm-hmm. everything is was decided in the last 15 to 20 years by Anthony Kennedy. He's effectively been the chief executive of our government. He honestly has. Mm. and And his decisions matter greatly in our culture and our society so when he steps down (laughs) you're right it's going to be a bloodbath yeah they will put up a fight against anybody right of center Uh, to to the point where it wouldn't surprise me to see trump give in although i shouldn't say that because he didn't Mm -hmm. last time but the next fight is going to be a lot tougher to win that's for sure the next fight especially if it's Anthony Kennedy, is going to be virtually impossible. Yep. Uh, 888-900-3393. So we'll get into that in a few minutes. Uh, Let's go to Jacob in Florida. Jacob, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. Yeah, I was just wondering, as a legal defense, do you think I was just holding on to the gun while I was trying to kill people, trying to stop (laughs) it would work? (laughs) I don't know, but I'd sure love somebody to try. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, it's the gun's fault. It's that evil gun. Mm -hmm. It's the gun. Uh, Appreciate it. Thanks, Jacob. Because wouldn't the the left-wing judge respond to that? Well, that is true. Guns are bad. They're they're manufactured for only one purpose, and that's to kill people. Yep, that's right. Or animals. Mm, There's not a lot of other... I mean, you don't use it... For drywall purposes, that's for sure. It's Wait, not what? a cleaning utensil. So, yeah, generally a gun is manufactured for that purpose. Uh, John in Arizona. Hi, you're on the blaze. Yeah, what about all the killings that go on every day through abortion? The left doesn't seem to care about those killings. Yeah, that's my question, too. You yeah. know, it's sickening. <laughs> it is. I mean, you know, they'll talk about the 11,000 deaths between murder and suicides and all of that. And they lump all that together and make it sound like that all came from mass shootings. But yeah, they don't care one <laughs> they don't care one iota about the one million babies a year murdered by Planned Parenthood. Well, three hundred thousand nope. from Planned Parenthood. And then, you know, whatever other abortion mill uh is killing the other uh seven hundred thousand. But it's it's a million a year. And that doesn't matter at all to them. 
They couldn't care less. In fact, they love it because it's putting money in their pockets. It's funding their campaigns. Funny how it doesn't fit their agenda, huh? It sure is. Thanks, John. Or the nightly murders in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, which they don't talk about ever. And there's there's a city with the toughest gun control laws in America. In fact, they've been ruled unconstitutional. Was it the D.C. one or mm-hmm. was it Heller. was the D.C. Heller decision that ruled it unconstitutional and Chicago's got one just like it? Yep. And somehow they've pretty well maintained it, even though it's unconstitutional. Yeah, I don't know how they pulled that off, but yes. I, I, I don't either. I just, I but don't it's a either. gun-free zone, so why the hell are there even one murder a night? Hmm? Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. Uh, it's, I mean, but of course, there's no logic applied to this discussion. Just absolutely no logic whatsoever. Uh, not, not much when it comes to uh, the tax plan either. Trump's plan reduced the current seven tax brackets down to three, if you like that. And I, I do. Uh, but I'm not very impressed with <clears throat> the brackets themselves. The three that are left are much higher than I'd like to see. The top bracket would be taxed at 35%, which would be down 4.6% from 39.6. So you go 39.6 to 35% for the wealthy Americans. And you give the Democrats that talking point. Oh, you're just, this is just a plan to help out the richest 1%. Be prepared to hear that every five minutes. The middle tax rate would be 25% down from 28 and the lowest rate would be 12% down from 15%. Although, for the lowest tax rate, that's up from 10. Uh, and the plan didn't specify income ranges for those tax brackets. Although, what I saw was uh, for the 30, for the, let's see, is it? I thought there was going to be a 20 or a 32% tax rate. Mm. Uh, no, it's 35. So, no, what, what what was what they were going to do was raise the tax from 32% on people who make 191000 to $416,000. Mm. They pay 32% right now. They would be in the 35% tax bracket. So, it just knocks those people up. You know, look. And they pay more. It's a tax increase on millions of people. Yeah, absolutely it is. And I'm just wondering, Jeez. Is, it this, is it so difficult, even if you're not serious, just play chicken with Democrats. Say, look, the income tax itself is immoral. We'll find other ways to bring in revenue, just like we did before the income tax. And let's just throw it out there. Say, I want a 0%. I want everybody to pay 0%. And then then work from that. Stop giving in from step one. It's so maddening. I just can't take it. You You start at this point. Hey, we're going to repeal the 16th Amendment. That's where you start. There it is. We're going to repeal the amendment that made it legal for income to be taxed in this country. It's gone. And then they'll have a conniption mm-hmm. and you'll settle it at, you 10, know, somewhere in the middle, 10% or 15% for everybody. Across the board. Okay. Just shut up. We'll just, okay, we'll do 10 to 15% then, and that'll be on everybody. It worked in Russia. Aren't you guys all about communism? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Something Even wrong. Even a communist country <laughs> can get it right. Stopped their progressive income tax. Why? Because it was killing the country. That's Amazing. why. Amazing. Amazing. It was killing their country. And when as soon as they went to 15%, Russia rebounded. 
And then they took it from 15 to 13%, which is where it is now. And they thrived for a time. I mean, Russia can't get out of their own way, but it did help them a lot. And you would think, okay, so a communist nation could do that, but we can't get rid of our progressive income tax? Mm. Meanwhile, in France, you know, they've had this wealth tax on people that uh, has driven 10,000 people out of the country. They've lost their wealthiest 10,000 people. The tax, uh, it was on people who make more than 1.3 million euros. Which is, you know, that's a lot of money. It's probably close to $2 million American. But they took it up to 75%. 75%. Wait a minute. Weren't we here in America up to 97%? At one point we were. For Kennedy? Yeah, at one point we were. The difference is this, uh, on this particular tax in France, right. you couldn't get out of it. That's a lower threshold than what our 97% was at. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so... I mean, how immoral is that? When you make $10 million, they're going to take 7.5 from you. <laughs> that's just, that's absolute madness. Uh, why, why is any government entitled to that much? Why is any government entitled to more than half of your income, let alone 75, three quarters of it? You work, you work that hard to become that successful, and then the government takes three-fourths of your salary from you. Well, look, if you agree with the premise that your rights come from government, then you agree with the premise that they can tax you at whatever they feel like. And sadly, that's the case in France. They don't they don't believe their rights for, come from God, so they're fine with, usually they're fine with this. They're fine with it until the government starts taking three-quarters of their income. Then people leave. Uh, like that famous French actor who left and, and moved, actually moved to Russia for the 13% flat tax. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gerard Depardieu. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's a big left-wing guy. <laughs> but when the 75% income tax was thrust upon him, he's like, okay, I'm out. I'm, I'm, out. Uh, I'm, I'm leaving. You can't have three quarters of my money. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed on The Blaze. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. And thank you for being here with me. 888-900-3393. Interesting breaking news. Uh... There's a source saying that the Las Vegas gunman, Stephen Paddock, wired $100,000 to the Philippines. Now, why is that significant? I mean, the guy was wealthy. And and that makes this whole thing even more strange because, as a rule, mm-hmm. wealthy people don't commit mass murder. Uh, and so, with him wiring $100,000 to the Philippines, could that... Involve Islamic terrorism. Since Al-Qaeda has a huge presence in the Philippines. As does ISIS. I Wow. Um, that's interesting. Things that make you go, huh. 
Hmm. Hmm. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. I mean, Hmm. it's obviously too soon to tell, and it's just according to some source, but CNN is reporting. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Who reported this? CNN is reporting. Oh, that's fake news, man. You know that. (laughs) Uh, We'll see. Maybe that doesn't hold up. I mean, because a lot of these reports don't go anywhere, but we'll see about that one. That's interesting. Um, also, we were trying to think if, is there been a right wing person to commit one of these mass murders? And when you, when you bring that up, who always comes to mind? Timothy McVeigh. Mm. Timothy McVeigh was a Christian right wing nut. No, no. Timothy McVeigh was an atheist. Timothy McVeigh did not do what he did in the name of Jesus or in the name of Muhammad or the name of anybody. He was a psychotic person who hated the the government uh, because of what happened at Ruby Ridge and he wanted to make him pay and so that's what he did but the guy was an atheist and he did not have conservative values at all Waco or Ruby Ridge or it was Waco and Ruby oh, Ridge okay yeah he was he was pissed off about both of those things mm-hmm. and he wanted to he wanted to make the government pay which is why he attacked a government building and you remember Chris Tritico, right? He was he yeah. was Timothy McVeigh's a friend of ours from Houston, uh, a lawyer who represented Timothy McVeigh, talked to him a lot, and verified that the guy was agnostic or or atheist. Hardcore. I can't remember which. Hardcore. But hardcore. He was had no near. belief structure yeah. in 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 Christ or Christianity at all. And that's what you always hear. Well, Timothy McVeigh was a Christian. Nope. No, he wasn't. Uh, so please stop spreading that because it's it's just not true. That is fake news. Uh, now they're talking about 42 guns being found in the shooter's hotel room and home combined. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of guns. And uh, they're not saying what kind they are yet, though. So that'll be interesting. And then, of course, you have the $100,000 thing to the Philippines. We don't know what that's all about yet, but it does certainly adds another interesting twist to this. Let's go to Chuck in California. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hello. Hey, Chuck. Go ahead. Um, I just had a question on the tax. Mm-hmm. My question on your tax is, if it's a progressive tax, say you and I both make $40 an hour. Mm-hmm. You decide that you only want to work your 40-hour work week. I decide I want to work two different jobs that pay the same amount of money. So I'm working 80 hours. Is it legitimate for the government to take more of my money in a higher tax bracket just because I worked more? It's absolutely not legitimate, but that's exactly what they do, right? But, okay, but how is that argument not a reasonable argument for our congressmen and senators to make on the Republican side and say, well, why don't we have a flat tax? Uh, the reason— 15% flat tax. We all pay the same at that point, and the government gets more money. The reason it's not a legitimate argument for con- congressional representatives is because they're morons, and they can't make reasonable <laughs> arguments— I mean, I'm sorry you can't hear me laughing my butt off right now, but you are absolutely correct. Yeah, and I you mean, can't fix stupid, right? You just can't. And and th- this is what this is what our lot is now. We just have stupidity in office. Thanks for the call, Chuck. Appreciate it. I mean, that's a, it's a great example. And like I said last week, uh, we're always left to defend them because they can't defend themselves. They just they can't they can't form arguments that are legitimate. Uh, they can't express themselves and they can't express their conservative principles. They can't tell you why they believe the way they do. It's always up to talk radio to do that for them. 
because they're morons. I just, there's, what other reason is there? Uh, perhaps they don't believe. And maybe they don't. our ideas. Maybe not. <laughs> and that's probably a big problem, part of it. There well. are a few. I mean, obviously Mike Lee, who has a 100% rating from, uh, I think it was Conservative Review, that gave, named him the number one yeah. conservative in office. Obviously Mike Lee, and there's a few others, you know, Rand Paul, <clears throat> but there are scant few of them. Yeah. Scant few. Everybody else seems to go there and just be absorbed by that progressive system. And it doesn't take long. Oh, sometimes it's almost immediate. It's before their first vote for Speaker of the House in many cases. For sure. Yeah, and it's it, it literally is almost immediate. 888 I played this uh, earlier, but it's... It's worth uh, another listen because it's uh, it's so staggering. The truth bomb that you're about to have dropped on you. Ooh. Yeah, it's... I like truth bombs. Are they like bath bombs? Because uh, those are kind of fun, too. I'm not sure I know what a bath bomb oh, is. Oh, you got to try the bath uh, bomb, Pat. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. Okay. Mm the last time I had a bath rather than a shower was 1979 or something. I don't know. Wow. It's been a while. It's a good year. Yeah, it's been a while. Smashing Pumpkin song good one too um so anyway here's what's really going on in this las vegas situation if if you really are ready to open up your mind and and understand from alex jones islamic state has taken responsibility and the man known by the police uh, for issues for, uh, i guess mental for, illness had reportedly converted to islam in the last two months hmm. and even though that's being reported by reuters and others you're not seeing it on cnn or msnbc What's kind of interesting about that is they were reporting that and then they stopped reporting it because the FBI said, nah, there's nothing to that. But does that, is that opened up again now because of the $100,000 that went to the Philippines? I don't know, maybe. Unless he just has, you know, a friend there that he wanted to loan $100,000 to. We've been tracking it. Maybe I missed it. But that's pretty big news, isn't it? Yes. Now, let's stop right there. Okay. Who was allied with ISIS and Al-Qaeda during the entire last six years of the Arab Spring? Well, Al Gore stop. called for an Arab Spring here oh. in America. Mm-hmm. Al Gore, Phil Mudd, and many others also said, like the former deputy director uh, of the CIA, Phil Mudd said, mm-hmm. or like the former head of the CIA, uh, Mr. Brennan said, there will be terror attacks in America, and they're coming, and, and Trump is going to be overthrown in the next two months. That was two months ago, basically to the day. Well, then that report was wrong, right? Because Trump hasn't been overthrown. (laughs) So if Trump was going to be overthrown in the next two months, and that was already two months ago, that seems like it's wrong. Am I missing something here? It seems like it just seems wrong. Of October (laughs) first, first, which is the 100-year anniversary. Wait for it. The 100-year anniversary of the Bolshevik Revolution and the literal grandchildren of the folks that financed the Bolshevik Revolution out of New York and London are now bragging, saying Bolshevik II is launching. Bolshevik, just just when you thought it was safe to have a revolution comes, Bolshevik II. I told you over and over again. He told us, man. Told us. That I believe their November 4th launch terror date was a smokescreen for them to begin launching terror attacks in October. Okay. They will get successively more intense until you basically come 
punch drunk to them, then they'll launch their main attack. Wow. Here's the other big news. Okay. On Saturday night, Monday Get morning, Get Sunday this. morning, mm -hmm. they released OJ <laughs> just 20 hours before the attack took place so all the media would come and be in place to cover this event. Wow. The whole thing has the hallmarks of being scripted by deep state Democrats Doesn't and their Islamic it? allies Boom. using mental patient cutouts. <laughs> I'm Alex Jones. I'm Stop. Booyah! I need to know this. I, I, seriously, I'm going to have to Google it. So I've got information on $100,000, but I'm going to have to open up a new uh, tab here and look up mental <coughs> patient cutouts. Mm -hmm. so I, gotta, I don't know what that is. I got to... That's uh, it's not that's not really getting too many pings here on the uh, Google. Really? Serious mental image has work cut out. Uh -huh. That's not going to work. But anyhow, on this uh, Las, on this uh, Las Vegas shooter wired hundred thousand dollars to the Philippines last week. Yeah. Um, Stephen Paddock wired one hundred thousand dollars. This is NBC News, by the way, to an account in his live-in girlfriend's home country of the Philippines the week before he unleashed the worst mass shooting in modern U.S. history. Uh, let's see. Um, but while officials have confirmed that Mary Lou Danley was in the Philippines on Sunday when Paddock opened fire on the crowd, um, it's not known whether the money was for her, her family, or another purpose. So we don't know who received oh. the 100000 We just know it went to and the Philippines. she was there she in was the there. Philippines, so maybe he's just sending money to her. Yes, right. we don't know yet. Okay, mm -hmm. that, I mean, that changes that a little bit. It makes it more likely he's just giving her money. But what's a mental patient cutout, Pat? I don't know. Because I really, I mean, now I'm going to have to put Google, I'm going to Google this in quotes now. Let's uh, see. I, I don't know. And I, I didn't realize O.J. Simpson figured into this either, but his release <laughs> apparently brought media to Las Vegas, and the media now covered the shooting, which they otherwise wouldn't have, because, hey, that's not news. Right. <laughs> so weird. Uh, but he was released at 12.08 a.m. Sunday morning. Uh, and he is now out on parole. Mm. Um, Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sunday morning? Mm -hmm. When did the shooting happen? Sunday night. How far of a drive is it from the prison to the Las Vegas Strip? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Just file it away. Just, just keep it back in the back of but your they, mind. They released him when they did because they had to make sure that they could do it safely without incident and they did and and they were doing it. They did it that time of night so that they wouldn't have media coverage and they didn't have all that much. I mean, this didn't really create a huge stir, right. did it? It was six steps from the door to the waiting car in the middle of the night. She said Simpson didn't want to be photographed. Mm -hmm. uh, just like he's been through his entire stay, he was true to form. Uh, the official said, she told Simpson, don't come back. And he said, I don't intend to. Uh, we don't want any of them to return, she said. So. Yeah, I bet. He served nine years Yeah, I looked prison. this up. He, nine years. He was put in prison just after the election of Barack Obama and was released on Sunday morning. Dude was in there the entire presidency of Obama. So you tell me that didn't the, have something to do. The country has with, changed with uh, Ronald Goldman and Nicole Simpson oh, right. being killed. Uh, he he was found not guilty of that charge, mm -hmm. but I think he still paid for that charge on this other thing. <laughs> I think so. I like think that's pretty clear. Al right? Capone and tax evasion. By the way, Jeffy uh, alerts me that yeah, OJ. Just don't forget he was let go early too. Yeah, think about that. I mean, he was supposed to be in there uh, was, longer. Yes, yeah, he was. How much longer, Jeffy? This is this is like Glenn says, the world's most expensive intercom system. How much longer, Jeffy, was he supposed to be in there? Find out, please. Try to think. It was wasn't it seventeen years he was sentenced to, and he served nine of them. 
maybe it was 15 years. I don't know. It was a long time. And I, I remember being surprised a few years after this that he was still in prison. And then it lasted for nine years. Mm. Um, and he says he was just three. Huh? What? 33? 33 years was his sentence? For his arm ro- yeah. Uh, former NFL star. Jeez. After a 30, uh, minimum portion of a 33-year sentence, it says here. And that's for just trying to get his memorabilia back. Mm-hmm. Although, yes, he had a gun. <gasps> In fact, I don't think he even had one, but the mm. people with him did. Right, you're right. And, and so they got him on a kidnapping charge, even though they just held him in the room for a few minutes and wouldn't let him go. And then they left. And nobody got hurt. And that was nine years worth. So <laughs> pretty amazing. But uh, Simpson was released, according to Alex Jones, so the media would be in Las Vegas, so they would cover this event. Huh. Okay. Well, that's what's really going on. And it's deep state Democrats behind all this. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed and mental coming patient, up in a second. mental patient cutouts. And Please stop disregarding that. Right. Which, by the way, I did find a page devoted to mental patient cutouts, and it's just like stock images for like a newspaper or something. That's as close as I can get. I have no idea okay. what, what Alex Jones is referring to. You know, we all know that big government is at the root of many of America's problems, but big mobile it contributes to them. Because they take a portion of the proceeds that you pay to them and they put it straight in the pockets of organizations like Planned Parenthood. They advocate for issues like sanctuary cities and gun control. Uh, I know that you're probably thinking, well, Big Mobile, that's the only way I can afford the service and and they're the best because I'll get the coverage. You'll get the coverage with Patriot Mobile too. I promise. It's fantastic coverage and a great company with great people. And conservative values, traditional family values, religious freedom, opportunities for American citizens, all supported with a portion of your bill that goes to Patriot Mobile, but it doesn't cost you anything extra in your bill. So you pay less than what you're paying now. In fact, maybe a lot less for the same nationwide coverage. And right now you get unlimited talk and text starting at 20 bucks a month, which is just unheard of. 20 bucks a month. So call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Or visit the website at patriotmobile.com slash pat. That's 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Or visit the website, patriotmobile.com slash pat. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, Jeffy, what was your thing about uh, OJ well, being released well, early? You mean yeah. he wasn't supposed to be released Sunday morning? Is that is that what you're saying? Right. Uh, originally, they said he could be released as early as Monday, since the first was the first uh, Monday would be the first business day oh. after uh, October first uh, okay. that so, they could release him. But the facility. Uh, was the one that said, we're going to bypass all the craziness and let him out. And why do you think that was, Jeffy? I, I don't know. I, my guess would so be... So that the media could come to Las Vegas covering him, and then they'd be there for this other thing. Right. Actually, which it, they actually wouldn't it have makes covered. sense. 
It makes sense because uh, make sense. no, it makes sense because they were left in Vegas waiting yeah. to go out to the correctional facility on Monday. Uh huh. Right. So they were in Vegas to cover the big shooting. So so. Wait, where's this? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> what, was the, what, what was the Department of Corrections? Where's that located? What town? I, I keep forgetting. I forget. It's yeah. a, it's all the desert. Who, who cares? Well, I just want to make sure there's time for the press to get from the prison to the strip to cover They wouldn't this. be there. That's my point. No. They'd be in Vegas partying. They would have already been there. Because they were waiting for Monday to arrive the next day to go out and cover OJ's release. Uh, breaking news. Jason Aldean, who was uh, on stage Sunday, uh, has asked America to come together and stop the hate. Well, good. So now we, now we, we have to. Because Jason Aldean said it. I mean, so I'm pretty well convinced now. Okay. Are you? You big Jason Aldean fan? Okay. Oh, man. I I, oh. <laughs> I uh, accidentally clicked yes on a free download of his last album, and I don't believe I've heard one song from it yet. No, really? But it's on my phone, yeah. Wow. <laughs> they, gave, they were giving it was a free download for his album. Is he a huge? Is He's a pretty big He's, star. Is now, he yeah. big in country? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm not terribly familiar with country music really? stars yeah it's not as up on him as i should be probably yep um, emphasis huh. on terrible hmm? i'm sorry you said you're what? not you're not terribly familiar no mm-hmm. i'm not and i just said emphasis on terrible country music <laughs> is my is my point country music is nowhere near as bad as it once was no but i mean oh, it, you it, mean, it is you not mean the nowhere twang. near as good mm-hmm. as it once was when when my mom used to listen to country it was like jim reeves Loved and it. eddie arnold yeah. and Hank Williams, like senior, not junior. You're right. I mean, awful. Anybody can sing country. Awful. WXOX, the big ox with so Uncle bad. Don Andrews. That's what I grew up listening to, baby. The big ox. Mm. Those were that's your that's your mom's stuff, man. Awful. Mm. Now country music now all the time. Country music now is pop music from the nineteen seventies. Mm. That's all it is. Oh, it's I just didn't like that either. Pop music from the seventies. Maybe early eighties. I don't even think we're pushing eighties. Maybe a little, but for sure, 70s. For sure. Yeah. And sometimes with pretty heavy guitar riffs in it. Yep. And sure. Not that twangy. No. What, what, are they, what is the slide guitar thing that mm-hmm. they use? What is that called? It's, yeah, I don't know what's if it's wrong with that? I hate that noise. I hate it. Really? <laughs> I hate it. But look, country music has one guys thing. that were the stars like at, uh, you know, the Grand Ole Opry? Oh, uh, oh, oh honey, no. Yeah. no. no. Come on. I don't play Those that. Those guys are superstars. No, don't do Country that. music will always have one thing going for it. It's not rap music. So there's that. There is that. Wow. Yeah. What? Country, I, I just rank country music above rap. Well, You're that's welcome. great. Anyone can sing country music, I contend. It's not that hard. I mean, it doesn't. I'm just telling you. I know I stand alone. But uh, you can turn any song into a country music song. And we have in this building. We have many, many times in this building. (laughs) Yes, and we have. Um, (laughs) The statement from uh, Trump that we were talking about earlier on the budget thing was sort of jokey about it. Listen listen to this and you tell me what you think. At the press conference in Puerto Rico, with all the Puerto Ricans gathered around, the whole media is there. Mick Mulvaney is here right there. And Mick is... uh, in charge of a thing called budget. Now, I hate to tell you, Puerto Rico, but you've thrown our budget a little out of whack because we've spent a lot of money on Puerto Rico, and that's fine. We've saved a lot of lives. If you look at the... uh, Every death is a horror. 
But if you look at a real catastrophe like mm. Katrina, and you look at the tremendous hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that died, and you look at what happened here with really a storm that was just totally overpowering. Nobody's ever seen anything like this. And what is your what is your death count as of this moment? Seventeen? Sixteen. Sixteen, death 16 count. people certified. <laughs> me, Sixteen people board? versus Holy in the cow. thousands. Uh, Come you on can now. be very proud of all of your Again, people, all of our people working together. Six- Supposedly, this is one of the reasons people voted for him. He's not a politician. Well, oh, that no. there's your not politician guy. That sure is. There he is saying your <laughs> absolute catastrophe mm-hmm. here has thrown our budget out of whack. What is and that? And then he catches himself like, oh, okay, well, maybe that sounded insensitive. But that's okay. Because we saved a lot of lives. We saved a lot of lives. I and mean, we had the big storm of Katrina. Remember Katrina? That was a big storm, big bad big storm. And then you guys had the big storm here. That was, you know, we've never seen anything like it ever. What's your death but, count? Uh, what's your death what's count What's your death here? count? Give Hold me on. A, Survey said? Hold, Hold on. on. You got a tote board? Roll that tote board. Hold How on many? a second. You, you know, Pat, you started that <laughs> whole deal there by asking Jeffy, you know, what, what do you think about this? Uh, tell, me, tell me what your thoughts are on this. And if Jeffy's uh, visible reaction is what it was today, which was just like he just was beside himself as he heard this 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 audio this from the president, you know it's bad if that's how Jeffy is reacting to it. Mm. I mean, mm. right? He mm-hmm. was elected because he wasn't a politician, or at least that's what we were told. Right? Yeah. He's the guy that yeah. not afraid to tell you how he feels. Well, congratulations! Does, doesn't back down. <laughs> Which he has a million times. I mean, personally, I don't know about you, and uh, you know, you can make all the fun you want there, Keith. Yes, sir. What do we got? I'm tired of winning. (laughs) Right. So, are you going to ask him to stop? You're going to ask him. Well, I mean, you probably should. You should probably ask him to stop. It's getting, it's getting tiresome here. It is getting tiresome. Yeah, it is. I'm not. I don't know that I'm prepared to stop yet, but it's getting tiresome. We're one for one oh, million. Man. Somebody's got to teach him how to do how to handle these things. Seriously, he's not going to listen. They, they got to take him aside he's and teach not. him how to do this because this is bad. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll be back, uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, at noon Eastern on Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.